0: This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm
1: Chaney Crab.
0: I am Naveen Copperweiss.
1: Today on the show we've got Michael Martin, aka Rick Shaw of I Wrestled a Bear Once and Worship and Tribute Nerd.
0: Word, word. Worship and Tribute Nerd is his podcast. That's right. By the way. So, are you
1: still going by rickshaw? Is that strictly an Iwabo thing? How did that name come up to
0: be? And I, I was gonna text you and be like, so do we call you Ricky, Ricky or, or Mike?
2: I, I go by either one. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I feel like it, it's like this nickname that had like two two worlds going on with your name because, like, obviously, whenever people call me michael yeah. there was a point in time where like you know whenever there's like several michaels in a room you're, you're just always gonna have to have nicknames for someone well totally. i'm half Asian. so i was like asian mike around like around here even though i don't even like look asian i look hispanic okay <laughs> yeah are you asian yeah i'm half thai okay
1: oh cool all right
2: but yeah so then around here like you know where i where i Grew up or whatever. uh, I was like Asian Mike, and then when we went on tour, because there was so many mics in the band, or like there was two mics at first, and then at the end of the band there was three mics. So like we all (laughs) had to make nicknames, and of course, you know, back in the day, you could be kind of racist funny to your friends. Yeah, (laughs) right. They were like, "How about we call you Rickshaw? Cause we played near the Rickshaw Theater, I think, one time. Wow! Oh,
0: in uh, Canada,
2: yeah." And uh, they were like, "Rickshaw is such a cool name. We should just call you Rickshaw." And I'm like, kind of racist, but hey. They right also now? they also uh, happen to name
1: you okay. after the the venue that has like the most heroin addicts hanging out out <laughs> <laughs> back of it too. Yeah. So it's like
0: it's the cool, guy. gnarliest venue ever.
1: Go on to it rickshaw ricky
2: and then that turned into like richard shaw
1: of course dude as tour things evolve you know everything is just like so warped and tripped out by the end of tour uh i think i met you as ricky so when i found out that your name was michael i was flabbergasted
0: confused
1: yeah
2: yeah I mean I still get that. Like there's times there's times where I've known people for like seven years, seven, eight years and then like they put me on the list as Rick Ricky Martin or Ricky <laughs> Shaw. And I'm like so all these people are like, I don't see your name on the list, man. And I see and I'm looking down and it says there's it says Richard Shaw. Like, like, <laughs> like So then I'll be like, My name's Michael Martin and like, Oh man,
1: how come I never knew that? <laughs> That's, that's what happens with nicknames man
0: so ricky sent us yeah. some beer yeah i'm middle, about to open right some here.
1: of it. where is this electric jellyfish is it yeah, from have, Bayou? you or can i have one
2: so sure. uh so there's a place uh, i live in pflugerville texas right now and i work at a craft beer bar in round rock okay oh nice so you know i'm just like i'm kind of i'm gotten into the more craft beers and like, and it's always on a constant rotation and stuff. So I was like, whatever, man, like I've been looking at, for an excuse to like get my friends some beers that I like from here. So like I, I gave out some, some jellyfish to one, some of my friends for Christmas too. So I was like, whatever, I'll pick them up some too. That is a place Thank called Pint that, House Pizza. Okay. And there's a couple of locations in Austin and they are a brewery. And so jellyfish is their most popular hazy. Which is my favorite.
0: It's really good. And there's probably one person from Austin listening. So you should go.
1: Wow, that's really good. It's actually like (laughs) a little more um, sour than most hazies that I've had. Like it's like slightly, it's not like a a major sour flavor, but it's kind of on the Let's do a virtual
2: cheers. I am drinking some Shiner.
1: Shelf. Cheers. What is that? Shiner? It's
2: yes, a Shiner Seltzer.
1: Oh, a all. White Claw. Yeah, So
0: Shiner <laughs> jumped in on the whole White Claw thing, huh? What's what Shiner? Or what is it? No, Seltzer, sorry. Shiner Buck. You know, it's like that beer in Texas that's really popular. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah, totally. Like that's
1: like the Texas beer Paps you get on tour. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
2: I'm, I'm more of a Lone Star kind of Texas beer person. Yeah. You know? So there's Lone Star, all that good uh, stuff. Yeah. Even though I work at a craft beer bar now, I'm like, I'll try one of those beers and then I'll either jump to like Michelob Ultra afterwards
0: or <laughs> seltzers. You know I, what I, I mean? Yeah. I have, like I made, yeah. I had an, I, I have an embroidery machine and I was like making all kinds of hats and I yeah. made a Coors Light hat and I would like wear that to craft breweries here and people <laughs> would, they didn't think it was funny. They would get pissed, dude. <laughs> Like, they wouldn't say anything to me about it, but I could tell they would look at, at it and just feel like, this fucking guy, you know? It's like...
1: What an asshole. <laughs> Hipster asshole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I like... I was kind of at first, like, anti-craft beer in a way. You know? I was like, this is disgusting. It tastes like melted pennies. And then... I don't know. It came around, I guess. I've never been, like, offended by it, but, like... <laughs> I'm i'm the type of guy that
2: like whenever it started we haven't started having this revolution of like 100 bears on the wall you know what i mean i was like i was like man i don't got time to get into the beer like this because yeah. i could even i'm really into movies but i could scroll on netflix for like an hour and then yeah. just go to sleep without picking something oh, yeah. so, so i've always been the guy that's just like give me dosakis because i'm just used to that shit, I, know. You know? I, I
0: totally am the same exact way like when we were kids, we'd go to the video store, you know, and you just fucking in there for like two hours, and then it's like, let's just go home, dude. This isn't happening. Speaking <laughs>
1: right. of speaking of video stores, we watched this documentary documentary last night on the last blockbuster in America. Have you seen well, this? I have not, but I I read an article about that place yeah. once,
2: and like you know, going strong.
1: You know, I'm more surprised that <laughs> yeah. there
0: is a blockbuster. That's what yeah, blew I my can't mind. Believe- well, there it's like, that at possible? the beginning
1: of the the shooting for the documentary, there were three, and two of them were in Alaska, but the the final one is in Bend, Oregon. Yeah,
2: that's tight. It's like, like- <laughs> I, I that reminds me of that that uh, episode of South Park though, where like the blockbusters are like haunted, and, like because <laughs> nobody ever goes <laughs> in there into
0: like cold wind and like. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like not up to date on. Uh, south Park unfortunately me
1: either but I know that they're always like yeah. killing it with uh be- they on point about current times right
0: topical <laughs> humor
2: they, so, but, yeah they had an episode where they were when they would mention like this cold dark place where no one goes it was like <laughs> it turns out they were talking about
0: blockbuster <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense
1: it's true man I mean but blockbuster that was I mean I I never went to blockbuster as a kid honestly I was more of a Hollywood video type where did right. did, Hollywood video where did, you, shit. did you guys go to video stores of course you had to right
2: i well i grew up in kansas and so it was like we didn't have much going on so v- trips to the video store like especially on the weekends was crucial you know what i mean to take up some of your time totally. but i ended up go. so there was a few video stores i would go to but then sometimes i might have late fees at those yeah <laughs> I would hit Blockbuster Video as the desperate place, but you know, once you had fees at Blockbuster, it was over. Like you might as well just give up and never go back because it's like totally like uh, you owe me 800, you owe us eight hundred dollars for Jerry Maguire,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> one, one of the things that they were saying in the documentary that actually like crushed Blockbuster's business is that they uh, eventually stopped doing late fees. And it was a huge ad campaign they did uh, wow. toward the end. And they said that overnight they dropped to only selling like 33% of their sales. It Easy. dropped yeah. that much so overnight. The, those late of fees
0: shit. were their bread and butter. Yeah. Those yeah. bastards. Yeah, totally. I actually stole Fight Club on DVD from Blockbuster.
1: Damn. That's
2: right.
0: Nice. Yeah. I was always I like... I don't know how I did it, but I did it somehow. I was I, always... I knew, I knew I had it.
1: At uh, movie rental places with my parents, so I never...
0: Yeah, this is when steal. I was like a teen, when I was like 16. Yeah. We like rolled over to Blockbuster and I don't know, somehow they were... They had the DVDs like actually in the package.
1: Oh yeah. And okay. somehow this
0: one didn't have the security thing on it and I was like I'm going to take it. Fuck it. And had fight club for a long time.
1: I was honestly always <laughs> kind of lucky of or kind of jealous of kids who were brave enough to steal that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm like a total wimp, but I did have some encounters with stealing for a while. I Stealing encounters too. I was just saying this the other day that like
2: uh, <laughs> I used to collect Marvel comic like cards. Yeah. Like so in the 90s like the artists would just be like you know like let's make up reasons to make money with our art so they would just like draw every character and make a card collection and it would start it start happening like twice a year or something. But I had like full collections of like you know it was like 94, 95, 96 like all of their all of their shit and it was just like all Walmart cards that I would just be like, every time me and my parents dropped into Walmart, I'd be like, oh, what's up, cards?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Damn, with, with your parents. <laughs> yeah, with the parents. <laughs> that's pretty bold.
1: Yeah, that's very bold. So that's you're like, bold. you're like a hipster Marvel guy. You were into it before anyone else was into it. When when it was still like the nerdy thing to do because now the thing about all of that nerdy shit is now it's super cool to be into star Wars. Everyone's watching the Mandalorian. Everyone's into Marvel because of the movies, but it used to be really super uncool to be into that shit.
2: I mean, it's always been cool in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: That's the problem with my life. Cool for it's cool. But, uh, but as far as like mainstream society goes like you were a nerd if you were into that stuff back in the day
2: yeah for sure i mean i definitely was i mean i was known as a nerd that's you know i was the nerd that smoked weed and like you know so everybody's like
0: it's pretty cool though it's all right (laughs) it's like
2: hey there's 250 pound eighth grade michael that likes comic books you know i'm like and the x-men shut up (laughs) i use my powers against you stuff like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i was pretty uncool and and in a cool way though of course uncool uncool but you're like hipster
1: marvel you've been into it what got you into that stuff in the first place
2: so, you know, like that whole Saturday morning cartoon era back in the day when we were like, I don't know, how
0: how old are you? I'm 37 and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm 32. 30, 35, 35 okay. and yeah. a half, so, 35
2: and a half now. Yeah. So, we definitely, you know, we're young in the Saturday morning cartoon era. You know what I mean? Because it seems like I don't think they do that anymore. If If they do, it's. Not the same. I don't know how to. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't I've, think... I'm pretty sure. Like sometimes I'm in people's houses because, like, I work in people's houses and uh, huh. they'll have cartoons <coughs> on, but it's all like really low grade computer animation. That's what cartoons are now.
1: Oh yeah, I've, I hate those yeah, kind of sucks. cartoons. They it suck.
0: It sucks. It looks yeah. like Toy Story, but like from like '97. Like totally. I, they could probably just do it like real quick. You know, they, they just punch in like the script or something, and it just like makes the show. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's what it is now. It's kind of a bummer. You
2: know, as soon as, as soon as X-Men, the animated series came out and then that just like snowballed it all into like, I started reading the comics, realizing the comics were like way cooler. And then I started like doing art and stuff like that, kind of trying to like draw like comic book art. And that's pretty much, and like, you know, once, once I was touring for a while, I had like forgotten about all that. And then I just kind of like woke up one day and was like, why don't I still rep all that X-Men stuff? Why don't I still read comics? And so, you know, it's like...
0: A little revival. Being, what's that? A little revival going on. Yeah,
2: yeah, so I got I got sucked back into it. Yeah. Because there was a point in time where like all my action figures were in a box and, and I was moving from LA to Texas and I just couldn't afford to like send all of it to myself. Yeah, and right. there was definitely a time where I threw a box of like action figures away and like I think about that all the time. I'm like, like, you're like why?
1: N- Naveen has a, a <laughs> box of metal t-shirts he threw away that he I talks didn't about. I did throw them away. I gave them to a guy yeah.
0: for basically nothing. Yeah. When I moved from here Santa Cruz down to LA it was probably around the same time because uh, so I guess we should explain we know each other from going on tour together when I was in Animals and you were in I Wrestle the Bear once. Yeah.
1: And then we met because we had a party at our house yeah. in probably 2011. So I and think you were, guys you moved
0: over. to LA around the same time that Animals did. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah. And
2: I do remember going to that party and getting inebriated.
1: Yeah. Totally <laughs> was, inebriated.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was really funny. There's like a funny thing I th- I actually think about regularly. Is that my brother was there and he, he like we all obviously were up till, I don't know, 8 or 9 a.m. And uh, he found your receipt and it was like a really funny purchase. Like this, it was like a hot dog. I don't really know what it was. It was like a hot dog and like a, yeah, like a Michelob Ultra or something. And then he was like, check out this receipt I found, dude. And then he and then he, I was like oh that's pretty cool and he's like that's not what's funny look at the time and it was like 8:30 a.m. <laughs> 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 and I was like dude that's so fucking hilarious and we were f- cracking up about it dude yeah, cuz we remember. had like the most epic party at that house We
1: did and there I was remember like- I was hanging out with you in in Hobbs' room because we we all lived together. Uh, animals and as leaders and all of their girlfriends lived in a house together in LA. Yeah. And you guys kinda did the same thing in you Lava, lived, right?
0: You guys lived like inland though, right? I remember because yeah. you lived like half hour away or something.
2: Yeah, we yeah. lived in Pasadena for a while. Uh, that's, uh, oh
0: that's yeah. the first time,
2: you know, when we first moved out that way it was like Roland Heights and then we got a place in uh, Pasadena, so
0: <laughs> What was that yeah. like? <laughs> I mean, it was it was
2: it was really fun it was the the thing about living you know living out there and i'm from texas you know what i mean and i'm i'm used to like smaller city or yeah, now i yeah. live in austin which is you know which is a bigger city but i still live in like the suburbs of you know of austin and stuff like that but when i moved there i was like this is great and i had like you know like stars in my eyes and shit <laughs> and and then i was like Wow, it's expensive to live here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't and imagine, that. And, dude. You know, and then I had like homies like, "Hey, hit me up." And, you know, like, "Oh, it says you only live like eight miles away. I'm gonna come over," and then it would be like four hours. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's crazy. I know. Pasadena is the cut. So I worked out there for a while, and, and Pasadena from North Hollywood, like as the crow flies, isn't that far. It's like what ten miles or something. And, yes. but driving in traffic, it would take me two and a half hours to get to and from work every day. Nightmare. It was fucking ridiculous. Right. And I, I mean, we dude, lived I'm further than
0: North Hollywood at that point. We lived in. Church, oh, in Van, uh, Nuys. Van Nuys. But, but Nuys, dude,
1: Nuys. I'm from, I mean, I'm from Des Moines, which is a city, but it's a small city. And I had the same experience as you. Like I moved to LA and was kind of just in it. And like, it's, it's very strange. Uh, it's like a heavy contrast going from. Small town vibes to Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, it was just mostly like, man, I like if I was like a rich person, (laughs) like it would be great, you know what I mean. But doing the band thing didn't have a side job, so you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. relying on band income, and then I was like driving the van, which it was like, I even when I would like, I'm gonna go check out some stores or something, and I'd be like, I can't even find a place to park the van unless I pay, you know? Like,
0: (laughs) damn it, totally. Yeah, we had like. Um, a minivan.
1: Yeah. It was like the, the communal minivan.
0: Yeah. And it was because the animals didn't have, a, we didn't own a van to tour with. But my, like basically what happened was when I joined animals, I let my brother like ha, kind of have my car. Like, okay, you can I'm not going to need it for a while. You can use it or whatever. And he fell asleep and <coughs> drove off the road and totaled it.
2: Damn. That sucks.
0: So then he bought, with the insurance money, we went. He and I went and bought a minivan, and then he moved to Columbia for a while. Yeah. So we, Chani and I, took the minivan, and uh, so we were rolling around in in the minivan in uh, LA, and it it was just funny because it was like so shitty. It, we we're like Beverly Hillbillies, dude, straight up. We totally It was, were. It was fucking hilarious. Well, like, and the- if you went to a party and they like valet it. It's like, here you go, dude. You know, embarrassing. Vowing, like, this well, the only two cars because Javier
1: had, what What was that, like a Bronco or something? Yeah,
0: and he had a blue uh, blazer.
1: A blue blazer, which blue blazer. got stolen. I think, I don't know who stole it, but I think that, like there was this thing that happened back in the day where animals, someone broke into their house and had all of their guitars, all of their guitars were stolen, but someone also stole this. Fan while they were this, the blazer. I, think they, I while... think they
0: broke into the house, loaded all the guitars into the blazer, and then and took, took off. off. It, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that's fine. I know.
0: We wonder if the parties had something to do with it. Like there was a bad actor who showed up at a party. You know what I mean? I mean, I,
2: I think I lost or had my phone stolen at that party. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Because, really? No, know, you know, like Javi wanted to show me some music or something. And then I sat down on his bed like and jammed for a little bit. And I think I might have left my phone like or it slipped out of my pocket or something. And then I went and like partied for a second. And then I just never saw that phone
0: ever again. So I was like. Well, I do. I do remember that party getting like out of control. Yeah, you know what I mean? Were like there was a like lot tons of people because people, people don't have house parties in LA. No, it right? was, it so was it was like, like a house
1: party that you see in a movie because yeah. we had this little bar outside in the back. Do you remember that? It yeah, had like little, bamboo. It was like a little tiki bar. And cu- yeah, it was a yeah. tiki bar. Someone started manning that fucking bar, and people were like tipping the
0: person. It was, it was a full-blown, legit. like legitimate it was party. sick. Yeah. It was really fun. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it was. I think we had one other party like that, too, well, when we lived there.
1: Did you guys move to uh, California for the band?
2: It was the type of thing where like, you know, we were, you know, okay, so early we were doing a lot better, you know, obviously in like 2010 and nine and stuff like, and we, the thing is we all lived in a house in Shreveport, Louisiana. And we just, like, we just, you know, we all were like, it would be better to live together. And it, and the band kind of just like pay for our house. And, and then that way we don't have to divvy anything up. And then if we have to like bear down and be poor, like doing it as a group, and counting yeah. peanuts, you know what I mean? It was like a little bit better than everyone living separate and paying separate rent that are like bigger and smaller than other people's and stuff like that. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. just kind of figured we just tough it out and I'll all live under the same roof, which, you know, which kind of bit us in the ass later Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you start uh, yeah. to, <laughs> you start to look at people I can't like, uh, spend more minutes with this
1: person. Dude, you'll I, go I can't on tour. imagine going yeah. on tour with my whole band and then coming back and we're still on yeah. fucking tour. Like, it's like, why the you fuck know? are you here? That's still? what <laughs> I, I have loved everyone I've been in a band with, but at the end of tour, I don't want to fucking see them for a while. Hell you know, no. I just want to be away from them. So I can't imagine.
0: But I, at the same time, we go on tour together and live at home. So
1: I think, I don't know, it's, it's a different experience being That's in a romantic true. relationship with. <laughs> someone
2: yeah yeah i mean like Definitely. even like it's you know it's subjective to every case because there's some people that are like he's my absolute best friend in the whole goddamn world and then you're like but you need to get the fuck out of my face Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah there's yeah. times where you're like this guy isn't my best friend but we get along great at all times you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so-
0: i know exactly what you mean dude like that's the thing about tour it's like there's some people that you can just tour with and it's like, it's all good. And yeah. you might not even be the best friends outside of tour, but it just works. Yeah.
2: I just feel like some people have the mentality at the at the top of their brain is like, I want to live comfortable and make other people comfortable too and not have that weirdness. Yeah. And some people can't find that part. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they don't understand when it, they're being difficult and stuff like that. And yeah, some yeah. people know that it's uncomfortable. I'm not going to do these things to make you uncomfortable and I and I also respect your space. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Yeah, I but, feel like I'm I'm kind of weird, but I think I'm I think I'm okay to tour with.
1: I think I am that? too. I I mean, that? dude, everyone has their days on <laughs> touring is very hard. It's a really hard thing to do and to like wake up in a van next to people with smelly breath and shit every day, you know? It's like <laughs> But yeah. But it does, there are certain personalities that just really work on tour. And I think that for me, it, it, it I, I can tour.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I fucking miss touring, honestly. So. I was going to
1: ask you that, do you, because before Corona, like you hadn't, when was the last tour that you did?
2: I mean, so, you know, Iwabo ended in 2015. So
0: right. since
2: I've just been normal life and, you know,
0: it's pretty much like when Antheos started.
1: Well, I remember I don't know if this was your guys' last tour, but we were supposed to do a tour together. Oh yeah. With yeah. Alisana and you guys. Oh and really? Yeah, we ended up dropping off of the tour for some reason. I d I can't remember why, but
0: our thing is dropping off tours. That's like what we did.
1: It was. <laughs> <laughs> there was there at the beginning of our band we dropped off of like three tours and I still feel like an asshole for doing that
2: i mean it happens uh uh but yeah i think that was our last tour it was like us alisana um what was the uh, i fucking can't even remember it was like the funeral portrait uh, something i don't know was that the t- in 2015 was it supposed to be in yeah, the fall
1: yep it was the end of 2015
2: totally so that was our last tour so you guys missed
0: missed <laughs> missed, I missed that yeah <laughs> I, I mean, mean, that actually would have been fun. To I know we guys, were stoked
1: sure. because, you know, I'd been friends with Courtney for a bit at, at, at that time and I, and I'd known you. Yeah. Cause okay. we met because of that veil vale of Maya tryout that I did, but, oh, and I'd right. known you for a long time. I was excited to tour with all of you guys, but it just didn't happen. You know, um, did you know during the tour that you were going to break up or was it like an after?
2: It was, you know, it was like, it was like a 90% thing. We were like, cause at that point in time, we had kind of figured out that like Steven was the one that was not on the tour because he was doing things with uh, Diplo, Major Laser. Yeah, he was like yeah. stage managing and stuff.
0: He like uh, okay. tour manages. You said for them. He stage manages. Okay, so
2: make sure all the shits, you know, you know, working right and stuff. I
0: don't know. Space bar so. is ready to go. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just a joke. Yeah. <laughs>
2: got the ball, you know. Spacebar, beach ball. You yeah, know. it's a 2010 <laughs>
1: joke for <Glitter>. you <party> guys. <laughs> Working. <laughs> like a yeah. T-shirt gun. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So you know, for us still touring and just kind of like doing it without him, it was like, for one, it was like I don't know. We it, we felt that he there was kind of a relief because he would always kind of towards the end kind of ride us about like, you need to do this and you need to do that. And like, everything needs to work. Right. And we're like, yeah, we get it. We've been in a band for a while. And so I think this <laughs> is where us living together and we started butting heads and then, you know, he, then he wasn't even on the tour and he would kind of like, Hey, we need to pay this bill. We need to pay that bill. And it just started being like it's weird. That we weird. Yeah. Like we're like, just give us a break, you know? So we kind of started thinking like, maybe he wants out of the band and, and maybe, you know, maybe, so we kind of started dancing around that option and kind of brought it up with him. And then that's when it kind of hit the fan, you know what I mean? He's he's like, why, why would you think I want out of the band? And we're like,
0: well, you're not here. So that would be for starters, the first thing.
2: So that's where it kind of, you know, we started talking about like. And, and, you know, there's no animosity anymore. Um, I actually just did an interview with Steven and we kind of, I mean, we touch on some of this stuff, uh, but it's mostly just like vibing and stuff because we did, we didn't talk for years after the band ended and stuff. So it's cool to have that friendship back. But, you know, at the time it was just, it was, it seemed like it was too much business in his head when we were just like, bro, we're out here on the road and you're not, you know what I mean? So so eventually, that's just gonna we're
0: get. Like, we, that's gonna get weird. That's a recipe for, yeah, uh, and, disaster. Yeah, but, you're, you know, yeah. the
2: final straw was like us being like, you know, we could either just be the band without you, or you know, you could just have it, you know. And you're that's right. kind of how it ended up. So, <clears throat>
1: damn. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing with bands. You uh, you enter in, and it's like all really cool, and it it sometimes becomes too business and I don't know people just grow apart and it sucks because it's almost like moving in with someone right I'm I'm not into having roommates because I feel like roommate situations just inevitably end up in some weird way like the person doesn't wash the dishes or you know they just like grind on you and <laughs> and and when you depart bands with other people it can be hard and you can leave with like a lot of uh resentment toward the other person sometimes but i think it's always best to like make up with people in the long run and right. just get because chances are that at one point you guys did have like a really good relationship you know
2: and you know money is the cause of most fights and the most of uh, most evil and you know yeah. and it's- and it sucks to like sit there and like hold a grudge against someone that you might've been super tight with at one time for money reasons or, totally. or business reasons. You know what I mean? It's, it's a really thin line between like business and friendship when you're in a band together, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: That's the hardest part. It really <laughs> is. If you're lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, they don't have yeah. that problem. I mean, they're not going on tour and they're not, Yeah, they like wish for money problems. (laughs) Please let us find. I I always try to keep that perspective. You know, it's like it's a lucky problem to have because, like I said, most people they're not getting enough money to pay for a house or whatever. You know, and so
1: I mean, there are a lot of people who like are baffled by the thought of being able to pay for all of their merch at the end of a tour. You know, it's it is all about perspective, man. Totally, and some people lose it. You know, things can get to people's heads.
0: Definitely, I mean, I think it goes pretty quick. As soon as you get out there, it's like everybody's complaining, and it's just like, oh, this sucks. I mean,
2: (laughs) like you know, you set your own standards every day, and like that could snowball into greed real fast. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. Because you're like, oh, we're we're this popular and we're making this much money, and then a year later, you're like, oh, we're this popular, and then all of a sudden, you're like. I'm the fucking king. (laughs) and Like like I'm going to keep making more money and then you're not popular anymore. And you're just standing your fucking dick. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, dude.
0: And that's, (laughs) I mean, seriously, that's not that. I mean, for me personally, I've gone, you know, I've been in like bigger bands and then gone back down and uh, up and down a bunch of times. And it's like, I don't know. I think I have a unique perspective in that way seeing how it is to sort of start over again. Like, even when I joined Animals, that was starting over again, you know, like, because I was coming from Animosity, which was, like, we weren't, like, the biggest band in the world or anything, but, I mean, we got paid to go on tour, and we were somewhat had uh, a fan base, I guess you could call it. So, yeah, yeah. like, even going <laughs> to Animals was like, fuck, this is starting over again, you know, like, shit, we're not getting any money, like, it, you know, it was rough in that way, but it was just so fun because i was like wow we're actually playing this music and then like that dillinger tour that we did with you guys was like super sick you know it was super fun that was like uh, yeah definitely one, one of those tours that like stands out in my mind for sure yeah
2: the most disappointing thing about that tour and this is so stupid but like, like i love Dillinger, but like every night or, like after we would play you know and i'd go try to vibe with people and have some beers by the merch and then they would start playing and be like, da, 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 and I would just be like, I'm just trying to talk to people. And it's so...
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the tour, there was like a year or something where I just never listened to Dillinger because I was just like,
3: like da, da, da. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, And they're loud live. They're very sure.
1: loud. And their light show, Uh, when you watch that every night on tour, it's like, you feel like have, you're going to have an aneurysm.
0: I don't know if they had that. Did they have that light show? they had like the blinders that would like oh, okay.
1: yeah yep, yeah. blinders dude
0: so i didn't watch it obviously because uh, i can't handle there that. were
1: some <laughs> nights when we were on tour with dillinger that i literally couldn't there some of the rooms were small like a what's that spot in seattle studios no it was it wasn't el studio. corazon el corazon yeah right. it's just like so small that the lights were making me sick that night but. yeah
0: it is yeah. it is pretty intense but I mean, that's their thing. They're like, you know, they're awesome in that way. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I remember actually after that, like a couple years after that tour, well, must have been a few years because I was out of the, out of animals and we went and saw Dillinger mm-hmm. with Faceless. Remember that?
1: Yeah, I totally remember. And
0: it's like watching them, like not on tour with them, <laughs> I was like blown away. It's like, dude, this band is insane yeah they they
1: blew the faceless yeah i I was like it was like the faceless opened for them and i fucking love the faceless but then dillinger came on and it was was like
0: like, oh my god this is crazy dude. (laughs) this is insane like it was so sick like i I, that actually is a cool feeling like you you probably feel that way when you go to a show after you haven't really been on tour for a couple years and you're just like this is fucking crazy like this, <laughs> I, I remember having that exact feeling actually, um, animosity broke up and then like the following year I went to summer slaughter Yeah, and I walked in and origin was playing right? and I haven't been to a metal show in probably like six months, a year. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is the, cr- this is like, I I don't know it just hit me so hard and I was like this rules like this is why I love this this is insanity like this is crazy Totally I uh
2: there was a point in time for me like that too it was like I I'm pretty sure it was like around 2013 or something and I was just like so tired and like you know I felt like it was like the end of like a couple of tours and I was just like oh god I'm just in a bad mood and then I like I was like wait I I've been out of weed for a little bit. And then (laughs) I found some weed that night and I smoked a fucking joint outside. I mean, allegedly, you know, allegedly, I don't know where I
3: was.
2: (laughs) But when I went back into the venue, I was like walking through and I started starting to feel blazed. And then like, I can't remember who was we were tuning with, but it was just like definitely a lot of open chugging breakdowns, like heavy (laughs) as shit. And I just remember stopping and looking at them playing. And I was like, Oh yeah, (laughs) this rules yeah like i hadn't smoked weed and stood in front of the stage without a jaded perspective for like a month
3: totally (laughs) Uh,
0: dude i i've had so many experiences like that um like i don't know if you well you're you're a little you're my age so do you remember that band into the moat yes okay dude my my old band animosity tour like our second tour was with them like our first our first actual like It's a booked tour with, like, you know, the dates are already, like, good to go. You know what I mean? It's, like, a real tour. That was, like, our first actual tour. Not, like, you show up in, you know, you show up in Texas and no one's there. It was, like, an actual tour. So, you know, it's not like there was the, the shows were huge or anything, but that was our first tour. And, dude, I would, like, I smoked weed a lot at that time. And, dude, I would just, like smoke weed and then go sit straight on the stage and just close my eyes and listen to the music. And dude, because they did all kinds of crazy chugging and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is the coolest thing ever. And I was only like 20. You know, it was the best. That was seriously the best. I just love that. Actually, that band fucking rules. I don't know yeah, if you're into Yeah,
1: it does rule.
2: Um. I did, I was a, like a late bloomer, though, with like, because I didn't even pick up an instrument till I was like twenty four or something. So oh, I was man. like, wow, crazy.
0: That's awesome. So, so twenty four. That would have been right around. Well, you might You might have missed that. Yeah, yeah, that might have been before your time, dude. I mean, I was
2: listening, <laughs> and at the time, I was like, I'm trying to be a vocalist, so I don't need to pick up. An oh, okay, okay. okay. Well, okay. Okay. so so you were a that.
1: vocalist. So you had been into metal like for a long time. Oh
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been into metal since, like,
0: the first time I heard, like, Twists by Korn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the All right, again. got you. So that's, like, not early, mid-90s. So you were, like, a, so you
1: were a vocalist until you were 24, basically.
0: Right, but I never it, had a band,
2: you know what I mean? It was just, like, me and another guy that jammed around and totally. stuff.
0: You're just, like, yeah,
1: screaming yeah. in your I'm house. Gonna, I'm going
0: to go ahead and guess that you guys covered Twist. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I have a pretty sick Jonathan Davis sound. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, no fucking bullshit. Me and Chase covered Twist. What up? In Raw aggression? No, before we even had a band. Oh, shit. Like...
1: You guys are a little older than me because I never covered that.
0: I I was like, lamb of God. Dude, like, me and the first dude I ever jammed with, his name is Chase. He he was in Animosity with me, actually, and he lives in Santa Cruz. And, uh, dude, we used to, like... We got introduced through a friend and we were in like sixth grade. And it was yeah. like, it was on. It was like, oh, you play guitar, I play, dr- let's fucking jam. And like, we would just run covers, you know? Yeah, he'd just of be like, the first time we hung out, it was like, all right, dude, you know how to play like si- the silver chair song? I'm like, fuck yeah, I know how to play it, dude, what's <laughs> up? And we would just <laughs> play that. And then it would be like, all right. He, like, then we would play, we would play Twist. We would play like just all alternative rock and fucking. New metal, new metal songs and, like, all that shit. And cool. then he got a seven string and it was like, oh, my God. So, okay.
1: Like. <laughs> I want to put it on you guys right now. Number one new metal record. What do you think it is?
0: Damn. Obviously Slipknot. Uh, does, does that count, uh,
1: though? Yeah, it counts I mean, for sure.
0: I'd have to go. Um, the, which one is it? The self-titled one? Is that what, does it have a name? The, like, Slipknot, the first the one. Self-titled. That's not actually the first one.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm st- I'm just gonna go with life is peachy corn because yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean that is that's solid. It opened so many doors for me. You know what I
0: mean. You know so, what else is I'm super? Going,
1: I'm going mud mud vein at LD fifty no, is my dude. favorite. I'm sorry, you guys. It's my favorite. I loved mud vein. and I'm from Iowa.
0: Yeah, what a traitor! <laughs> from, what a traitor! I'm
1: from Des Moines, Iowa,
0: and I'm life is peachy is a solid pick though and actually Life is PG is. Few... but I
1: was I was always I was a little more follow the leader
0: follow the leader is so su- Chaney yeah. and I actually I think it, this was last year sometime we were driving home from my dad's which is like an hour and a half away and we were like let's jam like all the old school new metal and dude a lot of those corn albums held up
1: I mean the pro- actually I was the I was production really production value of those corn albums still yeah. sounds so fucking good that like they
0: also issues issues I remember we were listening oh, to yeah. issue, and I was like, "Issues is sick." Like, yeah. it was yeah. more pop, but the songs were killer, man. Totally. So I just
2: like the fact that that one song, the original lyrics were, "I feel the semen." As... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> the label's like, um, maybe we should change that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy
3: shit.
0: Well, dude, something that I think about not very often, but every once in a while, it's like, you know, say what you want about Korn and stuff like that. But dude, that was like popular music. Dude. You know, that was the equivalent of It was on TRL. Like, yeah.
1: I got home from school and I flipped on MTV and Korn was like fucking Absolutely. rocking on TRL with Carson Daly. I know.
0: And it's like, there's not an equivalent to that. I don't care what you say. No. There's no like heavy ish band. That's like on the same radio station as like, you know, it would be the equivalent of like it's Rihanna and Drake and some heavy band. Yeah. You know, and that's not the case these days.
2: What's missing with like, you know, what's going on in our world? Like, it's like, when did fucking they decide that metal shouldn't be in the mainstream? You know what I mean? Like, because it used to be Korn versus Britney. I know. I know. know. (laughs) (laughs) and now it's like we can't even have that argument with our fucking friends that like pop because they're just so far up pop's ass that they don't know what metal is you know what I mean so
0: it's it's off the radar they
1: have no idea
0: (laughs) yeah it's like like, it's not even on the radar it's just a it's oh metal. that's weird yeah so we,
2: I feel like we need something to like bring it back. You know what I mean? Fucking just to, just to fucking punch Brittany in the face or, or if Brittany running around. Who would it be? Aria Grande. <laughs>
1: Ariana <laughs> yeah. Aria Grande. None or, of us. I could. I don't know. Ariana. Ariana is like one of the popular artists I could name. I don't know if I could name that many. No, others. you got
0: Nicki Minaj. Billy
1: Eilish.
2: Yeah, Billy Eilish is. Cardi married. B.
1: Ma- uh, Megan, Megan the Stallion.
2: Um, which Card- Is Cardi B popular right now? Like with the WAP song? Isn't that Cardi B?
1: That's Cardi B. Yeah, that's Cardi B and and Megan the Stallion. Well it's Cardi B and Megan.
0: We listened to that song. No, I fucking love that song.
1: But that's the only like (laughs) but on the I I don't know other stuff outside of that really.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean (laughs) me neither, really. I I stay in my own metal bubble, I guess. You know, as far as I mean, I still give. I like some Ariana Grande or some like you know, I don't know Mac Miller and like stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, love,
1: I fucking love Mac Miller, dude.
2: And those are things in the mainstream. I still enjoy mainstream. I'm like, yeah. that's that's part of the problem, though. Too is like, I'm such a fan of music. Music, I can get into some pop and stuff like that. As to where on the other side of the spectrum, if you're a pop fan nowadays, you have no no toleration for fucking heavy music. You know what I mean? So
1: that is true. I love pop music however i'm just not that in tune just because i never really listen to the radio i just don't really know what's popular but if i hear it then i'm into it you know like it's like a, a song like wop it's inevitable that i'm gonna listen to that song you know it's gonna come across my shit
2: I jammed Lil' Kim whenever I was in high school. So oh, obviously a dirty, nasty-ass song like WAP, I'm going to be like, oh, shit. This, Dude, this reminds exactly.
1: Me. That's the thing. It's like I heard that there was this big uproar about WAP, and I'm just like, wow, time just kind of repeats itself because Lil' Kim was saying way nastier shit than yeah. could I ever be in WAP, you yeah. know? And then it was yeah. like Khalees, my neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. It's like that's... That's WAP, like, 15 years ago. So people just kind of maybe forget.
2: There was a song on the Little Kim album that was like, If you ain't sucking no dick, we don't need it. We don't want it. And then it's like, We ain't licking no butts. We don't want it. (laughs) I was like, like, that's what I heard in high school. And you guys are freaking out about WAP?
0: Like, come on. Definitely (laughs) true, dude. But I, I would keep that shit secret. You know what I'm saying? I'd have, like... All those rap, like, I'd I have them, like, hidden, like, listening to them in headphones. Really? And no one's looking. Oh, yeah, Jordan, dude, I, I
1: love rap music.
0: I know, I listened. Trust me, I loved it. Yeah. But I didn't want to have to go through the whole thing of, like, you know, my parents <laughs> getting on my case about the swear words and whatnot. You oh, know yeah. what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. It'd be like, he listens to the music when I talk about licking butts.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> the <older> brother. <laughs> 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 I mean, my parents, like, they're cool, you know, so they wouldn't have really cared. But still, it's just like, I just didn't want to have to go there. You know,
1: you didn't want to have to play that song in front of your mom. And, like, it's like watching a dirty, well, not a dirty movie, but a movie where a sex scene comes on in front of your parents. Like, like, I still don't like that.
2: <laughs> my, my friend watched Brokeback Mountain with his grandma. And he
1: said
2: he, <laughs> Happening until it was going down, and he was like, Uh-oh, with my grandma. <laughs> There's two cowboys. But fucking. He did not
0: watch that with his grandma.
2: <laughs> he straight up watched it with his but this is like, this is one of those weird ass dudes where like you're like, that would happen to you, dude. <laughs> but oh yeah. I was gonna tell this story about corn, but we <laughs> but we went on a tangent. But there was okay, so there was this time you know how i was talking about i have a a good jonathan davis uh there was a time when we did a tour with al and uh you know whenever in europe and so like those europe tours you know like at the beginning of the day you would just set up the whole back line for like every band and then you would just share you know throughout the whole show well some of the dudes in al jake and alex would uh they would, like, set up the guitar, so they'd be checking. And then they'd be like, oh, our drummer is gone. So, like, Mikey in Iwaba, they'd be like, Mikey, come sound check some drums. So then they would just start jamming songs. And they would be like, we need someone to check the mic. And I'm like, I mean, I'll do it if you guys will <laughs> So
3: then
2: they were playing. They started playing 311, Beautiful Disaster. Fuck and I was yeah. like, oh, you better yeah. believe it, dude. Like, okay, I could shred this. And then so I started doing that. And I was like, okay, this this is okay, you know, I could just... It doesn't sound the greatest with, you know, the how I could sing or whatever. It's not but. my
1: style, not my style, oh, but...
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> try it, I'll try it, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, but then they were like, oh, what corn songs do you guys know? And I was like,
1: oh... Save some for me! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, dude, like, you still got it. <laughs> still
2: got it, they, they straight up, was you know, learned... What was it? Like, got the life. And, oh, like, yeah. they... Like, yeah, let's try it. And they, you know, it was like oh, the room was empty and it was like just everyone jamming for sound check and they do like or that that song got the life and I started doing it. The whole tour package like came out from, from the green rooms and we're just like, Dude, John of the
3: day that
2: but- rules. Yeah, we we started. We called ourselves uh, mediocre at best, and uh, you know we we were mediocre. Oh, yeah.
0: so, okay, got it. So you guys formed like a little band. Sounds like right.
1: That's uh, the dream. But, the dream.
2: You know, got the li- got the life and beautiful disaster. That's it. <laughs> that's, all, that's the only. You song didn't dive you guys into said.
1: into any other three eleven songs. Peanut.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> Just those two, dude. Three eleven. Sh- I think they knew ass, straight up.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was fun. That sounds like a good time. Been- Actually, I have the same story, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, we were so my old band Animosity. We went on tour in Europe with Converge, and like, I'm a big Converge fan. And one day they were like, "Oh fuck, you know the drummer is nowhere to be found." Right. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I I like let me, let me up there, you know, like I I got this, I know I know a song, you know, and uh, <laughs> dude, they let me do it, and I fucking like ripped some songs with them at sound check, you know. Damn. And they were like, oh, that was sick. It was a little too fast, but it was.
1: <laughs> oh, was this back in the the your tempo? You were a little too fast of a player day. Oh fuck!
0: I yeah. never played to a metronome. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just play as fast as you can. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was. And so it was like too fast they <laughs> <laughs> <I> love <laughs> yeah it was <clears throat> but that was great it was like I remember the song that I played what song I don't know the name but I just <laughs> know how it goes it's all chained <laughs> up I'm sure
1: it's good then
0: yeah it was great it was like it was one of the best days man I'll never forget it it was in Brighton uh, UK you ever play there in Brighton
2: always always foggy always rainy right
0: yeah yeah it's like there's a venue that's kind of like right on the beach there, and it's Brighton. We actually live next to New Brighton.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually do know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Okay, that's awesome, and that was a good yep. time. And I fucking jammed with Converge.
1: I mean, that's pretty cool. Kind of cool, right? Yeah, kind of cool.
0: You know,
2: I but... like watched Converge one time in a, at a German festival, mm-hmm. and they played at like midnight or something, and I thought it was cool. So you, for you to play with them, is it... <laughs> kind of
0: sick. I've actually got, I got a bunch of funny stories from that tour. That, actually, a lot of my funny tour stories are from that tour. Actually,
1: there's a story that you were at, wondering if you should tell the other day, and it was from that tour, and I think you should tell it right now. Your boner story.
0: Oh, the boner story. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't even remember that. Okay. <laughs> Dude, so check this out. <laughs> you know how, like, uh, um in Europe, you have to, like, get on the ferry to go from different countries, right? Okay, so I had these, like, MC Hammer, like, really thin, like, pajama bottoms, you know, like these 90s ones. I thought they were super sick. I was like, these things are awesome. <clears throat> and they're, so it's like, hey, we got to get off the bus and go in, you know, it's the middle of the night or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. And so I, I like, grabbed my little blanket, and I had those thin pants on, right, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just fucking tired, you know. I'm going to sleep. So I just went on the ground, went to sleep, and then it's like I wake up and I'm just pitching a tent, you know, like hardcore. And it's like 8 a.m. or something, right? So there's like families about like getting breakfast on the fucking ferry and shit. And I'm told that people like, moms were like covering their kids eyes and stuff there's this this fucking guy like in a band
2: <laughs> oh damn
0: gotta, first thing you do is you gotta find the toilet to neutralize that thing. <laughs> no and i remember waking i remember waking up and being like oh no dude this is not good So I'm pitching a tent, hardcore, and everyone on the tour is just fucking totally laughing at me. Like, like, oh, this motherfucker, like, (laughs) you know, he sucks. Look at this guy, Boner Boy, you know, and like... (laughs) Boner
2: Boy? Like, what's (laughs) that? Why did (laughs) man got the (laughs) boner?
0: Yeah, no, no, they were like, oh, hey, the bass player of Converge is like, you know, funny guy, Nate, he's like, like, dude, moms were like shielding their kids' eyes to not see you. Because I remember... (laughs) It seemed like a good place to go to sleep because it was like 6 a.m. You know what I mean? And then and when was... I woke up, it's like 8.30. Not, it's like there's a shitload of people about, you know, they're getting breakfast and everything. And, man, that's fucking hilarious, though. You know what I mean? That's... <laughs> you
2: know, every once in a while, you you your bone gets showed off to, like, People that would you would
0: never expect to be seeing it. You know? <laughs> totally. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, what can I really be that embarrassed? I was like, yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is.
1: Well, I think that actually, when you get a boner, <laughs> it's a sign of being healthy. Yeah. I was so, like, hey, I'm good. To go. <laughs> if anything, you're like, hey, everyone, I'm-
0: <clears throat> you're also on. T- you're also on tour, so I don't know if <sighs> some there's some backing up going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Some some cloggage, Some Yeah. Well, I could go on forever. There's so many funny because that was the first time that Animosity went to Europe, so it was like, dude, it was on. It was You,
2: you remember the I'm pretty sure you were in those pictures. Like we got hammered in the backstage area of the show one time and like we were taking pictures.
0: It's cause somebody had like a new camera or dude, something. Dude, it was Dustin. I I was just talking about this. We were
1: talking about this this morning. Because
0: the guy who came on tour with us, Dustin, he's like a really good friend of mine. He had like a super sick like DSLR and like nobody had one. Yeah. And
2: so, you know, Iwabo and Animals were just like posing together, like
0: making all these fun shots. Oh my, (laughs) we need to find those. I remember there was like all these funny pictures of you guys like doing the like 70s thing where it's like the whole band like... One after the other, oh, yeah. Long, I've seen these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think because Dustin I think you guys is one of my best them. friends.
1: Yeah, I've seen yeah. them. It was like you guys and Hav, maybe. It, yeah,
0: yeah. There was a ton of they funny ass pictures. pictures. That was in like Michigan. It was in Detroit.
2: Yes, yeah. That was a long time. And then they had poles back there too, and we were taking pictures on the poles like we were strippers.
0: You know. <laughs> All right, we Where are. are we are going to find these pictures they're probably they might be on my facebook they might, be. They might be i've never yeah. done an audit on my facebook so it's just the wild west that's out the there. thing
1: you know it, it, on instagram it's the cool thing for people to go back and delete all of their pictures but on facebook it's like a fucking no there's how do you how do you do it
0: yeah there's scrapbook dude oh. there's definitely pictures from that tour and like from right bef- right before that tour Yeah. That are just kind of epic, like etched into my memory.
2: Yeah, that was I did a lot of drinking back then, so (laughs) it was you know, like the uh, like the when I look back, it's like the uncool drinking at times, you know what I mean, where we just like, no rules tonight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's how tour goes sometimes though, you know?
2: Like we got we got back from
1: our first year European tour with Entheos and it was like I I think I was a literal alcoholic at the end of that tour. Like I hadn't stopped drinking for 30 days yeah, and no, it was like, not good. not good, you know?
0: Right. No, it's and like,
2: it's fine. You know, the, thing, <laughs> the only reason I say that, like, you know, it's an unsafe amount to drink. Sometimes is like when your friends, when you would wake up like at least once a week and your friends go, "They so need to apologize to this person <laughs> and then that person, you know? And so that's when I started being like, Maybe drinking, maybe I
0: should slow down, you know, so. You get the horrors, like when you wake up and you're just horrified. Oh, dude. And you're
1: like anxious because you remember certain portions of conversations that you had with people, but you don't know where it went. And you're like, that could have gone really fucking badly, dude. And then it's like you, you're anxious about it for one day. And the next day you're like, you know what? Everyone gets drunk, man. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean we've all like gotten wasted and scaled the side
0: of buildings and, and pissed off the top, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has done that.
0: <laughs> yeah. My thing is like the worst thing I do is uh on every tour, I will puke somewhere weird. I will I too. I hate to admit it. I puke too it happens. I've like but.
1: run off of stage and puked.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh like yeah, on that yeah. converge tour. I I straight up on that converge tour it was like We drank a bunch of wine. Like, I remember this very clearly. We were like, hey, let's get wine on the writer. That'd be funny. And we were drinking, like, a shitload of wine. And then I don't smoke, but I was, like, just being kind of funny after the show. And it was, it was, like, a ton of people hanging out. And I was, like, smoking cigarettes, just kind of, like, as a gag, you know, like, oh, that's hilarious. Look at this guy. And, you know, it's, (laughs) it, it just made me super, like, a bunch of bottles of wine and smoking cigarettes, cigarettes, like, as if I was French or something. And then
1: <laughs> cigarettes will fuck your world up. When I tried to become addicted to them, I would puke all the time. <laughs> Disgusting. When I was drinking, I would yeah. puke all the fucking time.
0: Yeah, well,
2: you know, it's funny that how that's how cigarettes. It's like I, you know, whenever I was trying to smoke them to
0: be cool, <laughs> <It's Yeah>. that, <laughs> <laughs> And then I have asthma, so it's so. <laughs> so then happen. the bu- like those buses over there, they get going, dude. You know, and it was like actually, uh, it might have been the no, it wasn't the first night, but it was it was one of the early on nights. And I was like, dang, dude, this thing is, this is not going to work for me, you know? And I ran to the bathroom, and I made it to the bathroom, right? And I'm like, fuck, there's, somebody's in there, right? It's on the bus. And I'm just like, all right, fuck it, dude. Like, so, this is not good. So I run back up to the bunk, and the, the only thing I, I found my pillowcase, straight up puked in the pillowcase. Then, I, uh- one of the fucking guys on tour with us, they were in a band, I think they were like straight edge or something. He, he snit, narked.
1: Who do you nark to? The bus driver? Yeah,
0: he straight up narc. Hey, dude, Naveen puked in his bunk. I just announced it to everybody.
1: Dickhead. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's what I was really thankful for on the, the first time that we went to Europe. No one was a non-drinker. Yeah, no narks. Like, there were, there were yeah. no narks. No, it was bad. On the tour.
0: <laughs> it was bad.
1: Have you ever been on tour with a nark? <clears throat> I don't think so, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, hey, dude, Naveen puked and he's bunked. And then it's, oh, fuck. I had to pay for the pillow and all this, you know, it's Europe. What?
2: There was this band. Oh, man, I can't even. It was, like, one of these, one of those, like, newer, upcoming, like, one guy was a screamer, one guy was a singer band. I can't even remember the name of them. They were, like, coming up in 2013 or something. And we did a, a Europe tour with them. And one of the dudes would get so obnoxious. And, like, and I'm known for, like, Whenever I hit a point with like the the way I feel about someone or like how they're they're like bugging me like and I would get drunk. And so I would they would I would be just known for just snapping and just being like dude you need to stop being so fucking annoying Jesus Christ you're <laughs> like, you ruin everybody's time everybody hates when you're around because you're so obnoxious and shit you know and like I I remember this kid being like a tear just dropped out of his face. It was <laughs> Why is why rickshaw fucking yelling at me, dude? And I was like, I was like, oh man, uh, I'm I feel so bad. But alcohol and your attitude made me do it, you know. So <laughs>
0: I get that, man. That's actually really funny. I can't even
2: remember the band name. Fuck.
0: Fuck. What I am.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm really bad with names. It's not good. It's horrible. To be honest,
1: there are a lot of bands.
0: But yeah, hey,
2: well, how did how did your guys' recording go?
0: It went oh, it went really well. Really done. good. Yeah. I mean, we just only have done the drums so far, but it was fucking so fun, just doing drums every day. I could do that for the rest of my life. Are you kidding me. Yeah.
2: I mean I watched the you like posted a little uh, you know, just drum test, right? Yeah, a little
0: teaser. Get nice.
2: Right uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. i uh so I'm me and one of my friends reconnected and we're just like working on this demo thing and I, I'm, and I'm, so I was like, Hey, let me do some vocals. So yeah, we were talking oh, about sick. how I Jonathan Davis vocals. I'm not doing that, <laughs> but I mean,
1: <laughs> it's but, just going to be Jonathan Davis the whole time. <laughs> just mimic as
2: Rickshaw as Jonathan Davis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, I'm going to, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe if it's good enough, I'll release it. Which I is mean, the goal. I mean, you should.
1: I think that it's like, dude, just fucking put it out. It doesn't going, really matter man. how good it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. So you're yeah. like you have the music bug? Yeah, I do. How long have- How long did it take you after? So,
2: okay, so so whenever, okay, I ended in 2015 and you know, I didn't do anything for, like, a year. I didn't even, like, touch my bass or want to do anything like that. But, uh, you know, I live in Denton, Texas after the band ended or whatever. And that's where, like, most of my best friends are from. Uh, we used to be in a band called, like, Surrounded by Monsters. And it was kind of, like, techie, weirdo. It was, I mean, it was like Iwabo, but in a different kind of style of metal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... They they were all been they'd all been sitting around doing nothing too, and so we were like, hey, let's you know start this new like poppy band, you know, because we were I was feeling like heavy music jaded, you know, for a while. Of
1: course, everyone gets that way. It's a thing that happens. Yeah,
2: and so we started this band called the Worst Intentions, and my buddy Ross, like, he wrote a lot of the music in it, but and then we like kind of joined up and started writing together, and it was like the way we described it, it was like. It could get heavy, but it's also the kind of band you could invite your mom to see. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, That was like
0: the dream back in the day. <laughs> you know? It's like, dude, like when I joined Animals, that was like the first, like, not totally obnoxious band I was in, you know? It's like, your mom <laughs> could check it out in there. They won't even be offended, really. Yeah. yeah
2: so, I mean, they didn't make it out because. They, <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's so. <laughs> Are but but and it was fun for a while. But then you know I don't know. It seemed like I was all about it being for fun and stuff. But then it stopped being that fun, and like no one else wanted to put in like a, a, enough effort for it to be a real band. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The
1: story of like, every band ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you
2: know, at this point, everybody's feeling old and shit anyway. So yeah. I was like, whatever. So we stopped doing that, and then the pandemic really has gotten me like 2020 has got me feeling like really angry, you know, at and the way that people act and shit like that. So I reconnected with one of my old friends that I've moved to Texas to beat, to start a band with. And that was like in 2003 or something. So we finally started talking again and he's like, I've been writing some shit and it sounds like 2006 metal and I'm like, Let me scream on it, dude. <laughs> and he yeah. was like, Let's do it. So we just been kinda like riffing and like I've been in, in my upstairs bathroom closet recording vocals every now and then whenever I whenever I get a good amount of sleep and breakfast and stuff.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's it's interesting how coronavirus has done this to so many people because it's like so many people who just weren't even playing music right before this happened. I, I don't know if it's because, you know, people got laid off of work and shit. Everyone seems to have the music bug again. Yeah. Which is really tight.
2: It is tight. Even though it's like it's taking the world being the most miserable it's been in a while to make people artistic and creative. Yeah. So but I hope that like whenever things go back to normal, everyone will realize how much they need art and start paying for it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I hope so too. It's been really uh, inspiring seeing people do like successful live streams and things like that. Like music has persisted through this whole pandemic thing, even though you know every uh, even though live music is obviously gone by the wayside, uh, music on the internet level is still really in full effect.
3: Right. And
1: it's like, you know, I feel like if people are using the internet correctly, then their bands will survive through to the other side. Right. So I think that maybe for a lot of people, they will come back stronger than they were before. Because it's easy, like, to go on tour and not pay attention to the internet and not like... And the internet is kind of important nowadays in what we do. I mean, it has been for a while, but now even even more so because we can't tour. So I think that
2: it sucks, honestly. Like, have you watched the social dilemma? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's like the part that sucks. But, uh, and it's like, they say in that, like the more advanced we get with all the pros come the cons and it sucks that we have to like focus on like, yeah, I need the internet for this and I need the internet for that. But, but like, I also shouldn't become addicted to scrolling mindlessly. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's like, cause I I feel you. Like I watched that documentary and I was like, oh shit, I'm about to, I'm getting offline. Fuck it. You know, I'm deleting it. Yeah. But then I really started thinking about it and it's like, you know what? Just, you know, use it for what you want to use it for. And that's it. And it just is, what it's not the end all be all. It's just, hey, it's a place where I post creative stuff. And even more so lately, I've just been thinking of it as just use your creativity and mm-hmm. use the internet for that as well. And that's what it is. It just is what it is. It's not the end all be all. It's not going to fulfill some void in your life. It's not going to do that and just do what you can with it, you know, and let your, let it be a part of your creative thing. That's that. I True. think that's the healthiest thing you could possibly do really. True. True. But inherently, it is a lot more addictive than like, you know, it's a lot more emotional and addictive than like just sitting in your room and playing guitar or whatever, or, you know, acting like you're Jonathan Davis. (laughs) I get, I get that. I get that. But I think it does have its place. And honestly, it's pretty freaking amazing. Like if the pandemic or whatever happened 20 years ago, you know, you'd really be isolated. Yeah, it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm still connecting with all these people on the internet or whatever. Totally.
2: If this happened like 20 years ago, though, you know that like TBS would go be going off with like <laughs> reruns of Fresh Prince and like <laughs> Saved by the Bell and shit. Like everybody would be like, I'm all caught up on Saved by the Bell two times over for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I feel that for sure too. And I don't know, I think maybe... Maybe I, there's just something wrong with me, but I just like for me, it's been a cool year just personally because I've had the time to sort of do a lot of reflecting or whatever and just kind of see like where I fit into all this stuff.
2: I mean, I've gone through both, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like Months to month, you know, one month I'm like, <laughs> when is this going to be over? I'm going crazy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> next month i'm like i got my hair cut and i've got it all together yeah yeah
1: <laughs> have you been out of work because of the pandemic
2: so i started working at the end of july and i am i'm bartending at a craft beer bar and it's like It's like I'm thankful to be making money. I'm making way less less money now that I live in Austin compared to where I lived before. Because I lived in like North Texas and I worked at a casino
0: Um, in Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. I remember that,
2: actually. Yeah, so it's just the type of thing where like it's a fucking casino. You're going to get paid more just because it's like a casino. And I moved out here. You know, it's a trade for living in a real city. You know Uh what I mean, comparatively. And I make less money, but, you know, we're also in a pandemic, so it's like, There's highs and lows like, you know, whenever we first opened, you know, late summer, it was like, boom, we're getting hit. You know, lots of people are coming. And then also there would be like, you know, this or that county's in the red. And then it would be like slow again. And I'm like, I'm the type of person that like, I want people to stay home and I want people to wear masks. But then I'm also like, now I'm working a job where I depend on people to come out and spend money. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah, totally. I get it. I get it for sure. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's been something that that fucking really sucks for people that like you. People are being put out of work because of this. Uh, it's a thing that I don't know where Austin stands now, but for us, like we're back to being completely closed down. Nothing is open, so.
2: I think Austin, not the county I work in, but like if you go further south, they're back to close down because they had a shit ton of cases. Uh, But where I live is more, I'm like Pflugerville, Round Rock area. So it's like north. And so we're just on the cusp of like still being able to stay open and like the schools are in, except for it snowed here today. I know I was
1: gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. A few friends of mine from Austin were posting about how it snowed today. What did it? What's up with that? <laughs> Why, why'd that happen? It's not supposed to. So,
2: uh, it, it snowed. I personally am not a huge fan. I'm okay with everyone posting all of their stuff being like, <laughs> look at all the snow people. That was my girlfriend was calling it snow people because you can't assume that it's a man, you know? No, it's a right. snow person. We're not going to make every snow man with two carrots. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> i love it dude. i love it but yeah you know everybody i swear that there was a, a snow person in every freaking yard today it was insane there was honestly.
1: that much snow
0: hell it yeah was. dude they're like it's my chance to fucking how th- out there. No, how
1: the fuck it looked like there were only a few flakes you have to ha- like, you have to be able to like roll it up and compa- the
0: thing
2: is it was like just w- like you know when it's like just cool enough to stick on the ground, but not cold enough to be like insane to go outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It was super fluffy, and like uh, my girlfriend k- drove out in it and came back. So she said that the that her, you know her windows were completely clear, and uh, she woke me up, and then I got ready and we left. And, and this was like a few hours later, and it was already like f- like four inches on the on the windshield.
1: Holy of just like shit. stacked
2: snow. Yeah, so everybody was making snow people. You know what I mean?
1: Snow people (laughs) down the block.
0: Snow people.
2: But, you know, and then my girlfriend's daughter was like, well, we should build another snowman or
0: go sledding. And I'm like, no, I don't like the cold because... (laughs) That's how Chaney is, dude. She's a wimp. She's from Iowa, the coldest place on earth.
1: Now that I've moved to California, now that I've lived here long enough, I just, I'm not trying to fuck with the snow. I'm not trying to fuck with the cold at all. Like, when we we'll think about moving other places because it's a thing we think about a lot being you know living in California where it's so expensive i just like there are so few states that i would move to because now it's like texas has been crossed off there's snow there <laughs> so where the, where are we supposed to move you know
2: <laughs> I, like so i grew up in kansas and it's like it's not like it snows crazy amounts there but it snowed at least once or twice every year
1: that's it and- I would yeah. think that Kansas, though, it's not that much more south than Iowa, you know? Right. Where- and
2: I just remember every time it did snow, I would like almost wreck every year. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, that's I,
1: everyone. I, I uh, totaled my first car. So my first car was a Volkswagen Beetle and it was bright yellow. And I, I cried when my parents bought it for me because I hated the color. But it was new. Like, I I feel like I'm a brat for crying over it. But anyway, I totaled it because I slid over black ice. I was, like, out driving somewhere where I wasn't allowed to be driving, of course. And I, like, slid over some black ice and uh, drove over a huge curb, like a 12-inch high curb. And it just sliced down the middle of my Volkswagen Beetle like it was an, an aluminum can and sliced it open.
2: Oh damn!
1: Where in where in Kansas are you from?
2: I uh, so I went to high school in Hoisington, Kansas. It is in right in the middle of the state. It's in Barton County. It's nowhere. It's like Methville, USA, for yeah. sure.
1: I'm, fr- uh, dude. Yeah, we have that in common, being from Methville, USA. <laughs> I really right? like watching meth documentaries, though. I don't know. Maybe it like reminds me of home. <laughs>
2: yeah, <you did. laughs> Like a soft spot in your little heart for, for, <laughs> for you know, rolling around town.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> when did you move out of Kansas?
2: So, I moved out of Kansas in like 2003. It was like I had graduated and then hung around my hometown and like finally decided it was too methy, and then <laughs> I got out of there and moved to Texas where. It, I moved in with my brother cuz he'd already like moved down prior to go to college and stuff. And at one point I wanted to stay and he was like, "Dude, you need to move to a real city because you've never seen what real life is." And that's a and good did, brother. Yeah. And I did move <laughs> and I realized there's a lot more than the Midwest. So, I'm that was the best decision I ever made.
1: So are your parents still there?
2: My parents they lived in like the North Dallas area for a while. They moved like right after I did. And, uh, but the, the thing is they just moved. They, you know, they lived in like Arlington area. Oh damn.
1: Uh, King of the Hill represent. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) my dad's definitely like a fucking Hank Hill for sure. But
1: (laughs) really wait, which one of your parents is the Asian one, the Thai or the it's Thai, right? Yeah. My mom is Thai. Okay. I was just imagining your dad being a Thai guy, like being no. like, I can't kill.
2: My dad's super white. And he's like, Michael, come find the remote. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he would like call me from downstairs when I lived in Kansas. He'd be like Michael, come up here. all. Well, what's up, dad? You need to find me the remote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 or He'd be like,
2: Fix me a Diet Coke. I'm like, you called me all the way up. (sighs) (laughs) Motherfucker.
0: That's legit, dude. I like that. That's the kind of dad I want to be, dude. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just fucking with my kids all the time. Hey, man. You need to get down here. Fix my shoelace, motherfucker.
2: (laughs) The deal on, like, kids just can't find things that adults can find. You know what I mean? That's my true. Twice a week, he'd be like, go downstairs and in the laundry room on top of the dryer. There's like a, you know, an Allen wrench and I need that. And I would like go down there and search mindlessly <laughs> for like 40 minutes. Like I would never found what you showed me. And then he would walk
0: straight to it and be like, you dumbass. <laughs> would it, it would have taken him like three minutes, like two seconds to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like So but, so they, they moved to Texas like after you did. They were like, oh, maybe we should check it out. That's the that's what I did. My dad's
2: from Texas, so he like knew that he was eventually going to move down, and that's kind of the you know kind of why I moved down too. I was like, well, if I move down, they're moving down here anyways. I'd just rather live with my brother and like start my own adult life or whatever. And
0: yeah, so you you're you're close with your brother.
2: I'm pretty tight with my brother. He's six years older than me, so you know, there's times where he's like doing family things now. And, or or there's, like, that gap in, like, him going, like, what the hell is a Post Malone?
0: <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. My brother's, like, a year and a half younger than me, so it's we're basically, like, the right. same age. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I, my sister is nine years younger than me, so it's like we couldn't be more disconnected in age or like things that were interesting kind of in. though,
0: but you you aren't like a total square we come I mean? together so on the know.
1: smoking weed aspect that yeah, was Right. <laughs> and like which you know smoking, about pop weed, culture smoking and stuff. weed will really help in friendships you know if you're if you're 13 or so and listening to this then like smoke weed man because it's going to help you form wow. encouraging 13 year
0: old <laughs> smoke weed the, the thing
1: is that it's it's going to help you form a lot of relationships. Like there are a lot of friendships on tour that I wouldn't have if I didn't smoke weed. Right.
2: So you just you know, smoking weed is tantrum for me now. Like I like I'll sit there and go, "Why am I so mad at the world right now?" <laughs> and then, oh, I haven't smoked yet today. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: <laughs> I feel that way about coffee, but also weed. I mean.
2: Oh, no, there's nothing like for me, there's nothing like a like a big ass cup of coffee and a bowl or like an energy <laughs> drink and a bowl. Oh, and dude. then like seeing one, like a tight movie, you know what I mean? I like going it. to the theater, right after chugging some coffee. Like
1: You do that? You go to, to the, the theater? theater right after chugging some coffee?
0: Uh-oh, I lost. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. Lost okay, oh, you're back.
1: back. You're back. Okay, so I mean, wait, you, you go to the theater after chugging some coffee? Yeah,
2: that's my thing. I was like, just get blazed as shit, and then chugs, I mean, allegedly. And then uh, drink some coffee. Wait, then, is smoking
0: like, weed illegal where you live? Totally. Yeah. Totally illegal. <laughs> that's weird.
2: In Austin, actually, they, they said they they don't have time to yeah. worry about it. But, uh, you know, outside of Austin, it's still definitely illegal
1: that's the thing if you go to like austin tends to have really good weed people who show up to shows there and stuff have really good weed and it seems to be because they don't care that much are there dispensaries inside of austin
2: i honestly think there are medical things going on it's not, i don't
0: think it's like a you know <laughs>
1: there's a, there's some medical things going on medical that's things for sure going on.
0: <laughs> Die. I think somebody gave us – I feel like we got gifted a bunch of drugs in Austin. Or was that Seattle?
1: I don't know. That <laughs> yeah, just know happens either. on tour. Yeah, I don't know. People give you a bunch of <laughs> – <laughs> you know? I always wish that I could be that person who's, like, showing up with a pound okay, of go. weed for the band. Here but here I'm go. just – I've never been that. I've never done it.
2: I mean, i i like, show up with a ball or something. <laughs> but then <laughs> – <laughs> like, the problem is like i'll always like i'll be like i'll load up a little bag and be like that'll be enough and then as soon as i'm in the car driving i'm like there's no way that's enough for like even a couple of hits so <laughs> i'm like i'm just an asshole for showing up with this yeah and there's like yeah.
0: 10 guys on tour trying to hit so it's
1: it. like there's a weed like uh you're feeling like inferior because you're you're showing up with like not enough weed like you show up with a little weed so what's better to show up with a little weed and it's like not enough or to show up with no weed.
2: Uh, the thing is, I'm like, uh, I'm a broke person. I'm a poor person. So, so whenever I'm looking at that bag of weed and going, well, how much should I take <laughs> with me? It's always like, you know, the weeds like you might as well just leave most of it here <laughs> because you're going you're to get desperate. You know, I think the
0: best thing to do would be you show up with a joint right? and you're ready to smoke and you're, you know, hey, I'm I'm here, I'm doing my thing. Everybody we're smoking a joint, and everyone's like, "Yeah." And then you're kind of known as the dude who brought a joint. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's just one joint, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, if you bring like a tarantula?
0: Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> like for and then that's you're in at that point. That's what I think. Personally. If you bring right. a
1: joint. Here's one thing that that I think works is if you bring a joint to share and then you bring a joint also for the band. Because a joint, a joint, you like, no one knows how much weed is in a joint, you know? A joint could be like a gram, it could be like a quarter, no one knows. Everyone, they're looking at the joint and it's like, that's a, it's a joint.
2: super weird that like, have you ever read those things that tells you how much THC you actually get out of like each way of smoking? no. I read this thing saying that like, you know, vaping is like how much THC does it like pull out for you to smoke? And it's like, you know, up to 75% or something. And don't quote me on all the, all these actual numbers, but we then, won't. And then, and then you go down the list and it's like, oh yeah, vaping like gets me fucked up. And then you go down to the bottom of the list and it's like a joint 8% of the THC. And I was like, that can't be right. But there has been times I've smoked a joint and been like, am I high? <laughs> yeah. dude?
1: Totally. I will smoke a joint and be like, am I high? And then I'll convince <clears> myself <throat> that I need to switch to another smoking mechanism to feel a little more high.
0: Hey, let's check out. There's gotta be a Google thing. Am I high? I'm gonna look <laughs> it up. Right? Am I?
1: High? <laughs> I'm convinced that if I, if Don't I, cough, if, if I um, cough as uh, I am right uh, now, yeah. that I'm probably high. Not Maybe that's just something I've had since I was a kid. Not like, okay. Full disclosure: My best friend's dad would give us weed to smoke in high school. Okay, when at. I when I was like eighteen, and he would always say, "Hold it in and cough," because I'm not going to give you that much weed. So here's like a hit. So ever <laughs> since then, <coughs> like holding it in and coughing, I'm high. And it might be a placebo <laughs> from my best friend's dad, but I, I feel high if I or if I drink some water. Okay. If I take a hit and then I drink some water and I swallow and then I blow it out after the drink, then I'm right. for sure high.
2: Because your body thinks it's about to drown, <laughs> and, and you o- you only have <laughs> weed in your lungs.
1: <laughs> Did you so, look that up?
2: <laughs> if, and then you, as soon as you blow it out, you're like, I'm alive, but things feel. Different. <laughs> I'm alive.
1: Here's a kiss to this <laughs> Do you you have any pets?
2: Oh, hello.
1: When did you guys start a worship and tribute nerd? Yeah. Or is it just you or is it also your friends? Because I know that you do episodes with you.
2: Right. Um, so it's pretty much me that like does all of it. I just need some of my friends work with me because they have, you know very very particular tastes and opinions so uh my friend fuzz is like the most like he'll fucking shit talk anything he hates and tell you how he feels in any scenario you know what i mean and so i've definitely been like oh fuzz hey have you watched mandalorian it's like the coolest and he's like fuck off that shit sucked i was bored as fuck couldn't even get past the third episode you know and and then so my so tim gorgon from within the ruins oh wait, went, he
1: was the vocalist right
2: yeah or he he was the old vocalist right right but he, he was like hey you need to put fuzz on like every episode and i was like really and he's like yeah fuzz is the best like especially when he starts shit talking everything and so me and him have been doing like a lot of interviews and stuff like that. Uh, just because I don't know, like most most things have a co host. You know what I mean? It's easier to bounce, you know, some conversation around with two people. That's like training.
1: Dude, my it's co-host. totally true. No, you're my co-host. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot. Like, I feel like I'm the host and Naveen is the co-host. Right.
0: But it's Everyone true, dude. It's like when
1: the that is a thing about the conversations and the podcast thing. It's like if I'm not thinking of something to to talk about, Naveen's talking, thinking of something to talk about. It's like a conversation, right? But sure. being able to bounce it off of a couple of people, like you know, we can do episodes by ourselves and and stuff like that, and it adds a different dimension to the podcast thing,
2: right? <clears throat> I I actually so I know that. Where I'm at, like, you know, most people don't even remember me as Rick Shaw, the guy that was in I wrestled a bear once or whatever. But so I'm like trying to build my own community and my own channel from the ground up. And then like every now and then people like, oh, shit, you're Rick Shaw, whatever. So it's like the type of thing where like I'm focusing right now on interviews because I know that, you know, certain People that are still touring, or you know, things like that, they they will draw more attention. And then, but but then, I hope to do things with my friends eventually, to where I could keep it rolling both ways. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. totally. It's one of those things that it just takes persistence. It seems it's like starting a band from scratch. Like totally. the only way to to become more known, or like to get your name out there more, is just to like, to keep going. That's hmm. really.
0: Keep going, dude. We've
1: been that. We've been like that. We've been saying that with our band since the beginning. As long as you just yeah, I did. As long as you keep going with your band, more people are gonna know about you. Like things are just going to climb and get better, and that's really what it's all about. Because you know, people start shit. Like we've seen a lot of people start podcasts during the pandemic. Like that's been the most popular thing to do. I would say.
0: Where they at now? And
1: and a lot of people have quit doing podcasts (laughs) as well. You know, it's like we quit because yeah, we quit for a little while. And but we didn't quit because we didn't see growth. We literally quit because we just there was just a feeling of like, I don't really want to do this for a a while. But now I'm like this. But some people quit some people start things and they think that they're going to succeed very quickly doing those things. And when they don't succeed quickly, they quit doing those things very quickly. And that uh, things like this, a podcast, uh, things that are popular to do, like they take a little longer. It's a building process. You're not necessarily going to see people like listening to or sharing your shit overnight. It's just a process of getting your name out there and it's hard. There are a lot of people doing it. It's really hard to like make people want to listen to your podcast when uh,
2: the mentality of the world right now, too, or not even right now, it's been for a while is like, you know, I saw this meme that was like it was like, hey, I got a new job. And then it would be like social media, one hundred and fifty likes. And then it's like, hey, I started my own business. And it's like one like, you know, what Uh, I mean, that's
0: true. That's, true. That's the
2: mentality. It, and it's like, and it's like human nature to be like a hater or, or jealous or like, you might not even know it, but then it's like, you're like, Oh, someone who's doing less than me got a promotion. But then when they're doing better than you, you might be like, oh, well, they're doing all right. I'm not even going to give them a like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and in, in reality, we're sacrificing a bunch of time for our creativeness. And we just like, all we want is validation. Sometimes from b- to be like, I spent hours on this, yeah. and I, you know what I mean, like so. I need like, dude,
3: yeah, need but, like,
1: you know, you're throwing it out into the fucking the world of static, man. It's like it's hard to get a like. As as easy it is as it is to get a like, it's hard to get a like. So you know, we're throwing shit out into the ether, and we're like hoping that it works. And I I think that it's it's silly to think that it's going to work right away
2: yeah exactly and it, and it's like the type of thing too where like a, a good example of like that just like natural hater instinct you have as a person is like back when you know krista quit our band and courtney took over everybody was like i don't like i wrestled a barrel once anymore because of their new singer even though there's no music yet right and then
1: oh they it did passed- they did that to you guys i mean i
2: well, there was, there was times where I, I literally went to like a coffee shop one time to get a sandwich before a show. And we were on tour with Attila and I heard kids saying like, I don't really care about our so ass anymore because I heard their new singer sucks. And then I thought to myself, there is no recorded music with Courtney yet. And this is the first time in this city when, since Courtney joined, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I would, so I'd be like, cool. Now, now I'm like sad boy eating my sandwich.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just, (laughs) Dude, that's something that we thought about a lot because, you know, we did something really weird and we decided that our band would be just two people. And so right when we announced that, we put out a song the minute we announced it just because we... I mean, it did have something to do with, like, we wanted to avoid people questioning whether or not we could exist... In a two-person form, you we just put something out right away. And it's like, it's interesting the way that those opinions spread and whether or not people actually think those things. They listen to what other people say. And it's like the rumor mill becomes people's opinion for yeah. some, like, fucking weird reason.
2: Well, I know that, too. Like, just some of those people that were immediate haters, I guarantee they heard spirit box years later and are like, what is this? This is so sick. And, yeah, I, I, know. and I guarantee some of those people f- would like went back and found out, Oh, this is the chick that, you know, took over in I wrestled the bear once. And they were probably like, Oh, I talked a lot of shit, you know, without even giving it a chance. And now I'm like super fan of spirit box. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's definitely happened. Yeah, that's
2: definitely. That's <laughs> definitely happened. 100% happened. Definitely. So, You know, it's a big bummer, (laughs) a big bummer for Iwabo, you know what I mean? But, but also it needed to go to sleep. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's also a bummer for people though, because they're missing out on sick music because of, without necessarily giving it a shot.
2: Yeah.
3: I feel like that
1: happens a lot of the time. Like people let the, the things that other people say determine whether or not they should actually give a band a shot or, uh. Give a thing a shot. It happens in movies all the time. It's like popular opinion becomes everyone's opinion uh, whether or not they've really seen something or right. listened to something.
2: Right. Heard mentality and shit.
1: Yeah, it exists,
0: dude. I mean. But on the flip side, it's all this stuff is fun to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like That's I'm true. sitting here, I've drank a bunch of craft beers, just <laughs> hanging out with like we haven't talked in a couple of year, uh, years, right? Yeah. And I think that's, like, for me, a super sick thing about doing this podcast, you know? It's just yeah. hanging out and doing, like, basically a Skype call with an old bro, which yeah. we've done a bunch of times already now, and it's super fun. Yeah. As long as I don't drink too many beers. <laughs> so what else? I remember
2: seeing that episode where you said <laughs> that you might have drank too much by the end. What, like, I didn't oh, actually, yeah. I, I kind of fast forward it just to look, but was there anything that you personally saw yourself doing to where you're like, oh man, <laughs> what's up I with just that? think that Are we, both, we both
1: just sound like a little- Yeah, uh, way too not, drunk. Not like we sound stupid, but we just sound like a little, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like totally. You know, no, it's just I started, just a I started more, thinking about it more though, like and I was like, okay,
0: done. well, every time I go to a BT Bam show, I get really drunk. And I like spill my guts to them, right? So it's kind of just business as usual, really. You know that's what I mean?
2: sorry <laughs> <laughs> about this BT Bam show I went to. Like, I want to hear uh, it. So I, I it. so I, I don't know anyone in BT Bam, but I knew I knew some of the dudes in Contortionist, okay. and they were oh, right. touring.
0: You, yeah, right. We went to that show. That's the yeah. show. That's the that's that's the show where I was ta- I was talking to Blake about that show where I got super wasted and I was in anyway yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it was the it was the colors tour right <clears throat> yes
2: exactly so that day uh, me and some some homies went to Dallas and they had like this slider fest to where we they had a bunch of food trucks and we are like eating sliders like here and there different food trucks that's sick and, dude and one of my friends bu- uh brought you know like a bottle of jameson so we would like Sip on that every now and then, you know, enjoy the burgers. And then my other friend was like, oh, I brought a tincture. And are you familiar with what a tincture is? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, absolutely. I've made tinctures. Have
1: made tinctures.
2: Yeah. He used Everclear for this tincture. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I did. That's what yeah. I did.
1: You're getting I mean? high as fuck off of that tincture. Yeah.
2: <laughs> also, first time he, like, made it, he was like, I don't know, I didn't want it to be, like, this big, right? It was, like, in a big pot, and he's like, this is a lot. So then he double-cooked it and made it more potent to where it was, like, in a smaller, you yeah. know, more concentrated form. Back then. So, so then I'm looking at, like, this dark green sludge, and I'm like...
0: Yeah, it looks, green. like, straight-up, like,
2: the swamp
0: thing. Like, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, like yeah. the... like on, the
2: fucking creep show when they're like swimming in the lake and it just like <laughs>
0: fucking
2: flesh or whatever. Dude, when totally.
1: they... Speaking of creep show, did you just see the creep show Christmas episode? Oh yeah. Not to interrupt I'm... your episode, dude. I <laughs> yeah. loved it. It was so good. Um,
2: okay. So we went, so we've been having some Jameson, we had some sliders and then, they talked me in oh the we hung out with the contortionist for a little bit and we're like hey we got this tincture and like oh yeah let's go have some so we all took a shot of it
3: yeah like Uh, did you did
2: you have it did you have
0: it in a little eyedropper vial
2: no we had it in the little just no dropper but it was in a little vial or whatever and so like we poured shots and i was like
1: oh my god
2: back definitely shouldn't have done a shot but (laughs) but here's the deal like I drank that shot and so did all the guys from contortionists. And I know that they're like, they're like, you know, professional smokers. So, (laughs) so when we went back inside, I started feeling like my buddy Juan was there with me and he's like a huge BT Bam fan. And I was like, Hey Juan, I'm starting to feel real fucked up. So can you please watch me? I need you to like direct me to go places, you know? And he's like, okay, I'll I'll definitely watch you, but I'm going to be right out here on this balcony and I'm going to watch BT Bam. Yeah. And then we couldn't go. And I was like, all right, all right, because I'm not feeling good. So as soon as that door shut and he was out on the balcony, I sat there for like two minutes. And I was like, where did my friend Juan go? I'm so <laughs> fucked up right now. And I remember going out into the crowd and looking for my friends. And I was like, oh, no, I feel like so bad right now. <laughs> then the show ended and we went outside and I threw up like nine times.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God, God. Off of weed? I
0: feel that. It was the Jameson and oh, the slide. Right, right, you better right. believe
1: it. Hello, party's here. <laughs>
0: you better believe it, dude.
2: Like, seriously. Dude. And so the show let out as I was throwing up, and my friends had met this dude there that they knew, and they, he, he didn't want to bring attention to me throwing up, like, savagely, like, several times in a row. Yeah. So he kept.
1: Nice he, guy. Nice guy
2: pulled his shirt over his head like Cornholio and was like, hey, 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 everybody. And like, as I threw up nine times. So he was a, that guy was a Man, good friend.
0: That's solid. Crea- creating the diversion. <laughs> creating the diversion. I like it. Right. Oh, I, was, fuck, was, I, I fucking threw up after that episode with Blake.
1: Yeah, no, he threw up a lot and yeah. I had to go like, put a blanket over like, him in the bathroom. I was
0: like, oh my God, am I that drunk? Like, seriously? That's a thing that <laughs> and happens wasn't. I me. didn't even drink that much. Like, I know what you know. For me to drink a lot is like drinking a lot. You know what I mean. But I don't. I think because I, I didn't eat that much or something, and it just I had like two or three craft beers and then like a little bit of this whiskey over here that somebody gave me for Christmas. And it a, just fucked me up, man.
1: That's the thing, man. Puke will sneak up on me when I oh, least God. expect it's it. Horrible. Like I don't. I never plan on puking. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Never plan on it. Oh, I but could
0: provide so many people. stories. But I also,
1: on tour, like, I get really bad motion sickness. So if I'm kind of drunk, if I'm kind of there, driving in a van after a show will just send me over the edge and I'll be throwing up. Like, there was one night we played in uh, Ohio. What was that? What's the name of that venue? No, you were,
3: Fuck
0: you were already drunk. You were really drunk that night. Yeah, I was
1: wasted. But then I yeah. got into the van and we just drove off and the the world started spinning for me. and.
0: I remember I, that night, though, because the venue had super fucking bomb burgers the, and you didn't eat yours yeah. and me and Evan ate it. Yeah, were like, that oh. venue, it's
1: one of those venues, like, they made the burgers named after the bands. Hmm. So, like, you guys might have ordered the Entheos burger and it was really bomb or something. But I didn't get to eat no, my super bomb burger, burger. They were super the special.
0: wasn't vegetarian. Oh, so fuck. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But there's
2: uh Level of like exciting excitedness drunk that that pushes you into wasted you know what I mean Total.
1: <laughs> it totally happens that's what happens you're to like, me every time dude I'm with all my friends yeah. let's fucking you know what now that you're talking about it I was actually with Jordan from the Contortionist on that night we were just taking a bunch of shots me and Travis uh, our old guitar player Travis Rivera and. Jordan were taking a bunch of shots and I got into the van at the end of the night and Naveen could tell that I was on my way to I was like I better, I better
0: prepare a bag so he got with, he like, brought
1: like a trash can back to no, the seriously. third bench with which was my bench and he just sat it there and I fucking barfed all night I'm a like, pro
0: I'm like all right Cheney's gonna throw up I'm gonna have...
1: What and I remember specifically this. that night, Evan was like, you are so fucking lucky that your boyfriend is in this band because n- no one would do this for you.
2: <laughs> That's not third bench, though. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I was a third bench guy, too.
1: And you're a third bench guy? <laughs> the third bench is when you want to be mysterious and you like want to be away from everyone, but not that mysterious because there's someone yeah. behind you. It's like, I'm behind <laughs> everyone, but there's still someone, you know?
2: Introvert extrovert chair. You know what I mean? It's like they could hear me if I want to talk, but I could also fucking fall asleep and know everybody would yeah, leave
0: me. A- that's true. Yeah, dude. Totally. But I remember when uh when it was like we were just going on tour as four people. I was like, I'm straight up taking the fourth bench. I did a, like a, a seniority. Well, but our call. fourth
1: bench was a bed. <laughs>
0: No, dude, on the last tour, it was, I put the bench back. Oh,
1: it was just a bench. You went through this too because you've been in a band with a couple. Did they, was there a bed in the back bench or what was
0: the? Yeah, what was that like? That must have been weird. Yeah, what's it
1: like to be in a band with a couple?
2: So they, you know, there was times where it was super annoying, but also it was fun, you know.
1: (laughs) Is it annoying Um, because we're so cute? (laughs)
2: Annoying. I'm
1: just like.
2: <laughs> but you know it's just I don't know. I don't know why the. I think that it's the fighting that makes it super wait, annoying. You know what I mean? Like, wait, you've of,
1: been in a band with a couple that fought.
2: Well, there were times whenever. Okay, so
0: the two couples I've toured with were wait two. So couples? Wait,
1: you've coupled. Yeah, you've toured with two different couples.
0: Oh, because Mike Stringer and Courtney.
1: Yes. Well, who's the other couple than than, the, and than the Stringers?
0: Christa.
2: Even and Krista were dating originally. But oh. then Oh, you didn't know that?
1: No, I hadn't I did not know okay. that.
2: Yeah. You know, they split up and we still toured oh, together. God. And so
0: there was now, that's awkward. weird. No, that's fucking weird.
2: Especially whenever like that first thing that happens that's like, oh, they're mad at each other, affects everyone in the van, you know what I mean? Like it's like, would you just shut the fuck up for a minute? And then it's like
3: the whole thing. <laughs> oh my
1: god. <laughs> I don't It's like where do we go Fuck Did you have to be the mediator
2: Man like with those People with like Krista And Steven you just stayed out And you just Minded your business you know what I mean It was the type of thing where you just
0: couldn't Uh, Like look you guys love each other Okay you're great together (laughs) And you're gonna get through this man <laughs> I mean that
2: Michael and Courtney were so much different, honestly, because Canadians
1: yeah, they're can well
2: they're they're <laughs> always sorry. <laughs> about-
1: I'm so sorry sorry.
2: sorry. there was a point in time where it was like young Michael he was young Michael, see so that was the thing. so there was Mikey, wow. I was Rickshaw, and then Michael Stringer was Jesus young Christ. Michael: Stringer
0: so- fucking Mike in
1: the band. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. So- you should have just not you should have just not allowed them in the band because no, of their not, name Mike. We're gonna pass. <laughs>
2: it was like, you know, young Michael, if you say that you're sorry at me one more fucking time when you haven't done anything but be polite all day. Well,
1: but Mike Mike is coming from the point where he's British as well as Canadian. Yeah. So it's so. like just like constantly butting heads with the sorriness, you know? <laughs> like just so yeah. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> Those two, though, were the type of people that, like, absolutely knew that they were just trying to exist without with respect for everybody's space. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was really easy to, to, to tour with them, especially whenever I would be, there would be times where Courtney goes, Rickshaw, you haven't had coffee yet. You're still a fucking monster at this point please just drink some coffee. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) ah, ah, she's, she's right. (laughs) So yeah, I was the monster. I was the, I was the bad person once they were in the band because they were just so respectful and like.
0: Right. So So how long did you tour with them?
2: So when Krista left, it was 2012. So it was like 2009 to 2012. We had Krista.
0: That's a long time. (laughs)
2: And then 2012 to 2015 was Courtney, and Mike was mostly in the band for that period. So,
0: and he took the place of Stephen Bradley.
2: No, he took the place of John Ganey.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So
2: then, you know, so then whenever Stephen started doing all the Diplo stuff, we just did a track and young Michael as guitars. Got it. So, yeah. That was, that was fun. I miss those guys and they fucking deserve everything that's starting to happen for them right now too. Cause they've, they've busted ass and they've always been super nice.
1: They are, and they are the nicest people really ever.
2: Nice. And they, and at, originally the plan was Mikey our I, I wrestled bear once his drummer and me to be in spirit box, but they live in Canada. So it was like really hard to, uh, you know to communicate and like you know try and get things going and i'm also you know like i said i was kind of music jaded after you know after yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: did you you weren't trying to do anything after i wrestled a bear once is that what your vibe was
2: i mean the thing is like you know they they were like do you want to be in a band with us like we're trying to start and i was like i would love to but i also have to like get a normal job and like make sure i've got money to exist and like totally. you know there's other things that I want to do besides music and I started working on some of that stuff and so by the time that they were kind of like putting out some music and stuff they're like so what's up and and eventually you know I was kind of I was kind of oblivious to my own like vibe about it because I was like yeah let's do it yeah let's do it but then you know they'd be like this song or that song and I'd be like which song is that again? And they're like, you don't even know the songs. And I would be like, well, I mean, we like, you know, when's, we don't have a live show in sight. We don't have anything in sight. And I'm doing my normal shit, working at a fucking casino. that's sucking my soul out of my body. And so, you know, you know, they would, they would be like, well, maybe you're just not into it. And I'm like, I guess I'm kind of not, you know what I mean. So whenever the time came for him, for young Michael to be like, we're gonna start trying to do some live shows and stuff, and I was like, you need to do whatever you need to do because I live in Texas and you live in Canada, and I got a normal job and you know, and I finally have money in my pocket, you know. So, dude. So that's went. And now, you know, now I'm like super proud but I'm also like like it would have been so sweet to be in that band.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, man, I feel like things work out as they're supposed to. That's in true. some like weird I know that sounds like super corny and everything to say, but I really do think that things turn out as they're supposed to turn out and, you know, maybe that's not what you're supposed to do.
2: Right, for sure. And, you know, they uh Like I said, they're, they're like the nicest people I've ever come in contact with. So it's like, (laughs) they really are
1: like, dude, I have a lot of love for Courtney. Like I met, I I have a lot of love for both of them. I met Courtney because she was, I put up this veil of Maya uh, cover like years and years ago and she posted it and then hit me up and I, I just thought it was the nicest thing because she was in, I wrestled a bear once at the time. And to me, that's like, I wrestled a bear once was huge. So f- to have the vocalist of the band hit me up and tell me that my cover was, which is, you know, here's an iWabo I fucking sample. But to have the vocalist of the band hit me up and, and say nice things to me was amazing. And from that, like we formed a friendship and I fucking love those guys
2: there's things, you know, about that. Like, honestly, if I told you, you know, that's kind of like full circle with like where Courtney came from, because there was a point in time where Krista was a vocalist. And that's the reason we know Courtney is because she hit us up one time and was like, I love you guys so much, you know, just saying that, you know, like it's inspired me to be a vocalist. And we were like, well, you're, you know, your band's awesome. Like we gave it a listen and it's sick and we kind of stayed in contact just through that fact of her giving us props and us giving props back. And then when Krista quit, we were like, what about that one girl? You know what I mean? And and that's like seriously how she became, you know, a member is just because, you know, she recognized uh, Krista as a vocalist and Krista was like, yeah, you're doing sick shit. And then when we needed her, she was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. So
1: also let that be known that like, It's hit people up and tell them that you enjoy them if you do. You know, don't don't be like, oh, I can't hit that person up there. I'm like, they're too cool or just hit the people up that you think are awesome and uh, tell them that like encourage them.
2: Yeah, I mean like people still people hit me up and they're like, I can't believe you messaged me back and I'm like, Bro, I'm a I'm a bass player. Nobody cares <laughs> about bass players, okay? So I'm just a normal <laughs> get you back. Thanks for you know, all for watching <laughs> the show. So
1: Dude, totally. It's like, all right, I have like five messages. Yeah. So your like, one get,
2: message is not hard like, for
1: me to get
0: back respond.
2: to. They're like you no, and i this is the type of thing too where like people are like what do you hey what we do I, I used to listen to that band and why are you working at this bar in my t- city and i'm like because my ask che- my ask cap check came in uh, last <laughs> week and $7.58 for
0: 6 months yeah <laughs> so, <interesting>. so, 38 <laughs> cents thank yeah.
1: you so real yeah. i play right. underground metal
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there there I am serving the craft beer,
1: <laughs> delicious craft beer. Though. Uh, I mean,
2: this it's is pretty fucking good. Really I good. will
0: say that I'm I've got a solid buzz going.
2: Nice. I do I too. Got, I got real hammered last night, so I'm just like nursing it today. Wait, dude,
1: so d- I got kind of go randomly out out last hammered night? last night. Did you go out?
2: Okay, so I had some friends come from Denton. My my co-host Fuzz was down. Uh, and
1: Fuzz, he, I like that uh, name.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we. You know, like I said, we filmed a bunch of stuff and did some podcasts and afterwards we went to the bar where I work and then just got some like shots and a a
0: beer and then left. So I back that. I fucking haven't been to like a a bar in so long.
1: I can't wait to. I feel like I'm going to puke the next time I go to a bar just because I'm going to be so excited to be there.
0: Well, we went to we went to some bars in Oregon, but it was kind of like.
1: It was weird. Like you had to wear a mask. it. like, I'll yeah. do
0: my little shot and then leave or whatever. You know, yeah. but that was cool. Yeah,
2: yeah Just pretty, I mean, it's cool. It's, I mean, and and it tells. I don't know. Like, I'll, I'm not the most careful person in the world, but I do wear a mask and I yeah, go to work. Yeah. I, and I wear do a mask
1: too.
2: And I wash my hands and, you know, there's if you just try <laughs> you know
0: what i mean i feel like it's going to help a lot yeah yeah it's just how could it not it's got to it's got to do something
2: my buddy was telling me in the you know we're like i said we went to high school in the midwest in kansas and they said that you know a few months ago late summer it was like the midwest wasn't getting hit very much because it's just like not much traffic i guess yeah yeah and in right. this they decided yeah. to have a wedding even though it was like you know everybody was like probably shouldn't do that they had a wedding and like 150 people got it oh, like yeah, yeah. yeah, they, liked Are, a bit yeah. they handed the bride her kid and they were like hey you should probably change your kid and the bride was like i don't smell anything and they were like your kid oh <laughs> <laughs> like, shit bang so she was like "Uh oh and they went and got tested and they were positive and 150 people i got it it's like Dude, at least try, dude.
1: <laughs> I know. Probably don't have a wedding with... We, we were supposed to have yeah, a we wedding. Yeah, we were supposed to get married in June, in June. and we canceled mm. it. Damn. Yeah, it mm. was like pretty right off the bat, you know, because at first it was like, I don't really know where to take this. It could go really bad or really good. So we were kind of holding... People were wanting us to hold off until the last second to, not, to right. cancel our shit, but... It was just like, dude, this is, we live in California. We were going to get married in Iowa. It was just too big of a deal. It's fear. like,
0: we can't have people flying in. It's not going to work. Straight up. We had,
2: a, we had a vacation trip to LA planned, and we were going to, like, go to Harry Potter World and shit, you know? And then...
1: Uh, Are you a cancel- Harry Potter guy?
2: I mean, I like, I do like Harry Potter. I, I, uh, I'm not, like, HP. super hugely into it, but I do give it props my girlfriend like totally loves harry potter but uh
1: we just bought yeah. a a camera off a guy the other day and it's called muggle
0: really yeah nice. yeah <laughs> like he named he was camera. like
1: i'm really into harry potter so
0: no just. i no. he didn't even admit that i was like <laughs> oh he didn't <laughs> i was like all right what's up with the the that. wi-fi on this thing and he's like oh it's muggle and i was like oh, okay you're like a harry potter guy huh and he's like yeah oh, yeah i guess so yeah no that wasn't even actually that wasn't even what it was it was now that i think about it that guy told me a lie (laughs) he lied to me (laughs) what did he tell you okay okay he okay here's what happened we showed up and i was like all right m6 it was an m6 body like a really nice camera like cool i'll buy it from you i gave him the money in cash and then he's like Hey, I I also have this lens if you want it, by the way, BTW. And I'm like, yeah, I want the lens. What's up? And then I got his email. And it's because I was like, oh, I don't have any more cash. I gave it to you all for the camera. And it was was like so-and-so at like muggle.com or something like that. And then I was like, oh, all right. Well... I guess you're way into Harry Potter, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm into Harry Potter." Blah, Wait, blah. so
1: his email was m- yeah. But let Muggle me tell you where the
0: lie comes in. Yeah. Lie comes in because I was like, "Oh, does the Wi-Fi work on this camera?" You know, because it's got Wi-Fi to like transfer the photos yeah. to your phone. And he was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I'm not really sure."
1: <laughs> he knew.
0: The thing is, the Wi-Fi network on the camera is called Muggle, it's so called he named Muggle. it that. It's he called Muggle. It he lied to me.
1: <laughs> this motherfucker is a Muggle. Yeah. Himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking liar. Anyway, the camera's great, but I mean, fucking But God he's lied. a muggle. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ass motherfucker. Lying. Yeah. Cheney, get this away from me. This is what happened on the Blake yeah, episode. I, I got way too fucking wasted.
1: So, what's your favorite? I don't know why. I just like to like uh, question people who are into like Marvel and comics. Chani likes f- Marvel. And I do. All that well, fucking I yeah, shit, I'm dude. into all the nerdy shit and all the horror movies and shit. Oh yeah. So I'm definitely- what?
2: Definitely into Marvel and shit like that. Uh the M- Marvel movies have killed it. Like, you
1: you've enjoyed them.
2: Yeah. They they like I'm not one of those like super elite people that's just like Spider Man's not supposed to be a kid, you know? Like Yeah, no.
1: Never- okay. Who cares? That's the thing. People get so bent out of shape about that shit. And it's like, dude, it's like just a good just take it for what it is. Okay. Right.
2: It's like, you know, they're they're just trying to capture the spirit of all these characters and then like make it all fit in the puzzle. You know what I mean? And, and that's essentially what comics have done, you know, for the longest time. And even when they make the pieces fit and they, they could like make a, think of a way to change it later on if they want to, because it's fucking comic books. You can do whatever you want. So yeah. So I, but yeah, all the Marvel movies killed it for me and they like, and you know, some of the older ones were like kind of, you know, stale, You know, but they were still better than some movies. You know what I mean? So now we've gotten like a 10-year story that's like insane. So, yeah, I'm super into that. And they're finally about to start some new series things. Oh,
1: dude, I know. I'm so excited for WandaVision. I can't wait to see WandaVision. I think that's going to be amazing because it's a story that we haven't been told before, right? Like, it's a brand new story, this whole WandaVision thing. And...
2: Adaptation uh, of a thing that kind of goes down in the comic, uh, so
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> not as deep as they're going to get into it's, that concept. I have
2: no idea, honestly, how how deep the rabbit hole will go for them. But do you know what it it's about?
1: I just know that it's about Wanda and Vision. And
2: okay, so if you want, I could tell you the comic book version. Yeah, of,
1: tell, dude, please. Okay.
2: So the thing is about Wanda and Vision uh, is like, you know, he's a robot and she's a human and they end up, they end up, she ends up pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. and So then she has, she ends up having a couple of kids and people are, you know, everybody's kind of like, how did this happen? And then some other things start going down. That's kind of like, just like things that she wants to happen. And then you eventually realize that like her powers go beyond what you've seen and she can actually warp reality to where just, you know, at will. So this, I'm guessing that the show is, you know, obviously we saw vision die and right. we're going to see her creating this whole new reality just out of des you know, ask out of being desperate for like wanting him back yes. and like wanting to have a family and stuff like that. So, so, yeah, in the comic book, it gets real wacky. I don't know if they're going to, like, keep keep it going, but there's a point in time where Scarlet Witch gets, like, so pissed off with, like, all of this X-Men Avengers drama that she just says, no more mutants. And then, like, 75% of the Earth's mutants lose their powers, like, all at once because she said, no more mutants. Wow. And so, so Professor Xavier has, like, a meeting with all the Avengers, and he's like we have to do something about this emotional girl changing reality at will. So they go to her, they go, she's Magneto's kid. They go to like the, the place where Magneto and his two kids, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's like, dude, they're going to come here and kill her. Like the Avengers and X-Men decided the best thing for humanity is to come here and kill my sister, Scarlet Witch. And before they get there, they all wake up in a new reality and they all are different people, and like you know, like in Captain America is an old man, and like all this shit. But that whole story is called House of M, and it's about how they created their, they gave everyone, every Marvel character, their deepest desire and started this reality. But, of course, Wolverine is like, something's wrong with this reality. My mind heals. And then so he's like, he puts together, like, the X-Men or Avengers to figure out what's going on with this new reality. So that's like, they're saying that it's, like, maybe going to lead to that. But who knows? Because it's just, like, their own version of Marvel stuff happening. Wow. Wow. But there it is can't dig too nerdy you know because you guys are going to be on my show and then that's where the that's where we'll get real nerdy right
1: that's true that's <laughs> yeah. where we'll get super nerdy
0: that's a good dude. thing that cheney's into that stuff because i would just be like yeah that's cool i guess
1: <laughs> i am into that stuff i mean i've only recently gotten to that stuff but it's a uh, dude honestly the first time that i saw uh yeah guardians of the galaxy i didn't like it I think I no, I didn't like it because I I had I didn't know anything about Marvel at all. The when the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie came out, and then I met uh, a friend of mine who's like deeply into comics and deeply into Marvel and DC and everything, and he's he's like been my my guide along the way, and I got super into everything from that. But I haven't, I've only read a few comics. Uh, I haven't, like, gone as deep as you obviously have. But the cool thing about all of these movies, I had no idea when I first watched Guardians of the Galaxy how, like, interconnected everything was and how you can go from a movie to a comic and everything ties together and makes sense because I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, like, as a one-off, one-shoot thing and had no idea what was going on, and that's why I thought it was a shitty movie. Yeah. But now I actually... I really dig Marvel movies and I dig DC movies as well. Like I, I love the thing about DC movies is I feel like they go into a lot darker places than Marvel is willing to go. Right. Um,
2: darker. And, but it's just like a different vibe. You know what I mean?
1: It's a totally different vibe. Uh, but dude, I mean, the, the infinity wars, I cried. Yeah, I've seen it three times at this point and I cry every time. It's just so good. A lot of people want to pass that shit off as being like typical uh, or like just like shitty movies. But they're they are really good, even though they're like high budget superhero things. like
2: it's the first time that like Hollywood super powers have been like, let the guys be creative. Let the nerds just do things. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I feel like that's the problem with, with DC as, as much as, you know, some of them are enjoyable movies. Like they hit these bumps because like the studio themselves is telling what they want in each movie. And then with Marvel, they're just getting these creative ass directors directors that used to read comics, to do the, their adaptation. Dude, you know
1: what I mean? Favreau, I mean, come on, like Mandalorian. That's yeah. the perfect telling of a Star Wars story. That's what every Star Wars fan wants to see. And I feel like we're, there is uh, something happening right now where it's like the rising of good comic book movies. Like we're, uh, we're going to see all of these stories go in a really good place. And I feel like the Mandalorian is like um, almost... It's not the genesis, but it kind of is the genesis of like, look where this shit can go. Look how, see how good this can be. Right. Like, now it's just going to get better.
2: Right. And, and also they're being really bold. Lots of, there's lots of bold shit going on, like that you would never see from those types of movies like 10 years ago. Because even like the new Spider Man movie that they're working on, they just now are talking about how, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in that movie, so we're possibly going to see three different Spider Men, like as a Spider Verse, like totally. in one Spider Verse. So, like, right.
0: so it's
2: like I don't I'm like noticed Spider Verse. So now one. it's like, hey, which which Spider Man's your favorite? Toby Maguire, but he's in a fucking movie with the rest of the Spider Men coming up. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> which Spider Man was your favorite?
2: Toby Maguire for sure.
1: I, I think he was my favorite too. I mean. It might just be nostalgia because I like went to the theater to see those spider Man, those Spider-Man movies. And I haven't since then, but I just remember like, there was just so much surrounding that first Spider-Man movie.
2: Yeah. But the thing is about Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man is like, Spider-Man is not a cool dude. Like he is super nerdy. Like he doesn't, ever really get the girl you know what I mean like he's like he's such a pushover and like and then he starts to think about how much it sucks to be Spider-Man because he's poor and like his relationships have fallen apart because he's trying to be Spider-Man so I mean that's you look at Toby Maguire and you get that ugly cry from him and you're like god what a fucking nerd no.
0: <laughs> the meme are you talking about the meme yeah <laughs> it's okay. like, that's like the best meme ever <laughs> but yeah i love toby
1: fuck yeah all right man it's been we've been talking for two hours so we're gonna cut I this just shit keep off. going probably yeah, i probably know we could just talk forever. if we i have a couple more for... of these
0: fucking beers here,
1: <laughs> i know we could talk forever but thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been a pleasure hanging been, out I- catching up
2: been an honor to be on i i've i've followed y'all's podcasts as long as i've been doing it too and i'm like yo, this is a fucking sick podcast yeah. especially like whenever someone else understands that you're you're just going for vibes and conversation it's easy to like dude. trade shows you know what i mean yeah. because totally. some-
1: that's what it's all about
0: yeah for sure we'll have to do your podcast then dude yeah it,
2: dude if you guys want to come on like after we forget about what we've talked about, you know, for a little while, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah, we okay. are not opposed. We're gonna
1: do it, man. Oh, yeah,
0: that's all, all right. right on, it's dude. been
1: good. Have a good night, man. It was good to thank you so catch much for you, this beer. It was so fucking yeah. good. We got drunk and off of shirt, it dude. electric jellyfish. <laughs> we right,
0: we'll talk to you soon.